Welcome, everybody, to episode 82 of Zelda Working Title Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and here with me today we have Alex and Angel. Hello. Hi. Hi. How? Hi. Hi. Alex forgot his line. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Yeah? All right. Good. Drew my coffee. I'm very good. I'm a little sore. Good to have you guys back, now that we're not talking about spoilerific spoilers. It's good to be back. Yeah. Feels good. good to be back in the seat. So I think this week we don't really have a topic, so we're just going to kind of talk and see where it goes. So we were just talking about Avengers before we started recording. Want to keep talking about that? Didn't we talk about well, it last time? Did we? Was it out last time? I think it was just coming out, wasn't it? I think so. Well, it was good. It was awesome, I would say, actually. Yeah, it was very good. And if you haven't seen it, you should see it right now. You should be listening to this podcast while you're in the theater waiting for the movie. Yes, exactly. Yes, all right. I, I was really impressed with how they pulled off Hulk. I didn't think they would pull it off. Yeah. Because um, I thought Ed Norton was a good Hulk. No, yeah. I actually, I like... Uh, I liked him. R- Mark Ruffalo better. I do like Mike Ruffalo. And better. he signed on for I, six more appearances as the Hulk. Good lord! Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, it could so be just cameos. Making, no, it could are be they just making cameos. another Hulk movie. No, right now I think from what I read, it's going to be Captain America two and um, Iron Man three, and right. then Thor two, no and Hulk. then and then uh, and then Avengers two. Avengers two. Yeah, yeah. And that's supposed to be like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, I believe. Oh my god! Yeah, because it's uh, next Why year. are they even telling us about that? Okay. I mean, they must have a story. I think they have a whole story in mind. And I mean, I, can we talk about the end? Yeah, sure. Spoilers for anybody who lives under a rock and hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, they go to shawarma uh, after, at the end. There you go. Go to shawarma at the end. <laughs> um, you know, with Thanos, they'll have the whole Infinity Gauntlet storyline they could write about. Yeah, but they no, have to. I'm don't not, they have to introduce like Captain Marvel at all? Don't they that. have to introduce Captain Marvel and? Miss Marvel the, and everything. Is he like they c- Captain N? No. Damn. Uh, what's the easiest way to break that story down? I, I have. I haven't ever. I haven't actually read it before. I know. I know about the story. Well, yeah. I just like quickly learned about it. Um, basically, he's the equivalent of Superman. Or it's like the equivalent of Dark Side. That's probably Captain more Captain Marvel is Superman. No, Thanos. Oh, okay. And he's trying to impress. He's in try, uh, He's trying to impress Death, mm-hmm. and basically he tries to impress her by obtaining the Infinity Gauntlet and getting all the Infinity Gems. What does that? Which do what? Yeah. What does it do? It basically alters reality. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a good way to impress a lady. Basically, it does whatever you want it to yeah. do. Well, I heard that he's like uh, also an Iron Man villain, right? I think he started off as an Iron Man villain. So he can be introduced in Iron Man 3 or something. He could, Yeah. Uh, the other um, the other theory I was hearing that he might be introduced in, Th- um, in Thor. Okay. Because he's in space. Uh, which, would be, which would make sense, too. Yeah, it could actually give Thor a good battery after, you know, defeating his brother twice. <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody more, even more powerful than the gods. Yeah. Right. And in the comics during the Infinity Gauntlet, basically everybody dies. Oh, wow. I don't, it's been around. All the good guys die? All the good guys die. That's not good. Um, 
but it's part of, it's sort of part of a plan and eventually Adam Warlock obtains the Infinity Gauntlet. He's like an android or some shit like that. And uh basically he turns everything, you know, he re- he fixes everything so everybody comes back alive. So how does it sounds like a combination between Terminator and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's sort of it's sort of like that. And this came out in like the fucking 70s or thing, right? Or um, Nice. I think it came out a while back. Um, Do you guys know... 1991. If they're tying Spider-Man? No. I mean, probably not this no, movie. But no, not until um, Disney gets the rights from, oh. from uh, Sony Pictures. And wow. also the X-Men is not under Disney either. Right, yeah, that I knew. Yeah, not until... Because right now, um, I just learned that Disney got the rights for the cartoon... That's why there's that new Ultimate Spider-Man series that's out right now with Drake from Drake and Josh. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's all right. It's eh. it's not as good as Spectacular Spider-Man, but that had to stop. I was listening. I was listening to like an interview or something about it yesterday, and didn't didn't excite me. Yeah, I mean, I, I started watching it just because it's Spider-Man, but it's Spider-Man. <laughs> but it's not as good. I really like Spectacular Spider-Man better, but that had to be it had to be canceled because of the fact that Sony sold the rights for the cartoons to Marvel to Disney. Jeez, that's weird. It Whatever. is very strange, but they make more money that way. I suppose. So, and and you know, it honestly depends on how this movie does. If Sony's going to get rid of that, because if mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man, it looks really good. It looks amazing. If it actually bombs, then I'm pretty sure they'll get rid of it and yeah. give it to Marvel. I, I don't think it'll bomb. I have a feeling it. Well, not bomb, but at least it's not... probably not. It's probably going to come in third. Well. With Prometheus also coming out, it might come out fourth. I don't wait, know wait, 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 hold on. Is it coming out the same? No, I'm talking like, like this summer. You mean like fourth? I don't think. Oh, Prometheus... if, if you were, I think if you were to, because it's it's a big comic book blockbuster. Yeah, so I think I it think might. If people are gonna go to the premiere that it'll do fine. It'll do fine, but like the question is how long? What the longevity is going to be? Okay. And like the Avengers just did so well, and the Dark Avengers Knight... is like, I think the last number I heard was like two billion. Or something? It's some ridiculous amount. Like it was the biggest opening weekend. Yeah, you know, it beat out beat out Harry Potter. And the movie was I think because the movie was so well and the movie was so well done too. That's sort of the you know, like Transformers is a shitty movie. (laughs) Yeah. But the Avengers like is a great movie. It's a fantastic like I would think about taking it taking my girlfriend to see it. She hasn't seen it yet? She's not a big Marvel comic fan. Does she live under a rock? Come on, She's not Alex. a big Marvel fan. Doesn't matter. Not... You don't need to be. Yeah. It's a good action movie. Well, no, that's why I would think about like before I wouldn't consider it, but like after watching, like she would like that. This this is something we would have a good time. This is Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is so good. He's very good at writing big team stories. Like it's it's amazing that they were able to pull off. I mean, this is every Marvel comics fans. Uh, yeah, it's their wet dream, right? This is the thing that they wanted to happen, and somehow they pulled it off. No, and it's yeah. a massive undertaking too, because I mean, I, I all the movies that he he had to put together, they're all different tones. Like Captain America is not that regular comic booky movie. Yeah, it was a little bit more of a action paced drama, like. Well, the, all these movies are starting to become real movies. No, no, I'm They're saying not, no. I'm just saying like, yeah. the, the the style of the movies, like you know, Thor. If you when you see Thor and you go see Captain America, you can tell. I mean, you know they're comic book movies, but you know they're they're not comic book movies. 
Yeah. It's not as goofy as like you know Spider Man One was, you know, or yeah. Spider Man Three. Uh, that's uh... <laughs> like I can't go back and watch the X Men movies. I'd probably go back also, and watch X Two. Spider Man Two was pretty good. I like Spider Man Two, and it, yeah. it has its moments of corniness. Like I can't stand the part where he like gives us his power. But I like how. You know, I get this. I think um, when you boil down the character to their very essence, and then you sort of re-spit it and spit it back out to somebody who hadn't ever seen comics or to a kid, yeah, you get a different impression. It's it's a different impression than what those characters really are. Yeah, and I mean it. Like I always, I'll give you an example. I always thought that Captain America was the worst and corniest comic book. Mm-hmm. Who would read a comic book about a guy named Captain America? But if you actually read the comics, it's very good. Like he's not corny; he's actually quite inspirational. Yeah, and he goes against you know sometimes what the U.S. government wants. So he fights for what's right, and it's because it, it, when you boil it down to the essence, it's he fights for what's right. And the thing you instantly think of is Boy Scout, but he's not a Boy Scout. <laughs> you know, he's not a Boy Scout. He's not a Boy Scout. And same thing with Spider Man. When you think of like lonely teenager. You know, dorky teenager that gets bitten by a spider and you know gets this responsibility. You get the Toby. Mag- if you didn't read the comics before, you get Toby Maguire, which isn't bad. Yeah, but no, but like uh, the thing about like I like about Spider Man is that you know you get superpowers and you think your life is just, just going to be like amazing afterwards, but it ends up being he has this constant tr- struggle between being Spider Man and being Peter Parker, yeah. which is you know at the time. Not really something that was going on. It was something, uh, I guess, you know, he, they wrote this in the fucking 60s. Yeah, but like it wasn't was like, a, you know, you, know, yeah, you, know, you was... have Batman who has his only problem with him being Bruce Wayne is, I hope no one finds out that I'm Batman. <laughs> but like, money, yeah, so but Peter okay. Parker has real problems. He has his real right? life problems and he has superhero problems and he has to figure out how to deal with both. And that's why, that's why I, it's such a I'm great more, story. I'm more impressed that, what's his name, Andrew Garfield? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like in that in the the newest trailer, the fact that he's able to do wisecracks. Oh, that's as, what I miss the most about like. Well, like, the, he plays the, he plays him as two different characters, and that's this, exactly I, what it is. Peter Parker gets it, to live out his fantasy when he's Spider Man. He gets to be this wise ass. Yeah, and, he's, and when he yeah, sorry, because normally he's because when you're really a nerd in a real situation, you can't you don't talk. Yeah, you keep things to yourself. A lot of that dialogue that you read in the comics is internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. He complains not to people; he complains to himself. Yeah. It's like why is this fucking happening? Yeah, exactly. And it makes sense that when you actually see him on screen, he's sort of a dark character because he doesn't say shit. He he had a dark life. He had a tough. He has a tough life to begin with before even his uncle dies. Right. And the fact that he can actually change, you know. It makes so much sense now as Spider-Man when you see it, when you see that dichotomy, that it's like that actually is the essence of the character. He got, he pinned them down so well. I just hope he doesn't go too dark with it. (laughs) I don't think he will. Yeah, and that is a concern. Yeah. You don't want... Like, he doesn't need to go, he has a borderline not being emo about it, like... You don't need to be Spider-Man Siege. Yeah. You don't need to get to the point where it's so dark. You're exactly right, Angel. Like, you can, and I don't think he will... I mean, and there's little things, right? The fucking thwip that comes oh, out of it. Oh, it's so good. And it's, oh, it looks, it looks so fun and so amazing. And like, you know, when he, when he's like talking to Gwen Stacy, like, you know, he's like, uh, you know, my, my father has like hundreds of cops looking for you. And he's like, wow, that many? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so cocky about it. And then it's fun. It's, it's going to be good. I can't, I can't see it 
failing, but I don't see it beating out Dark Knight Rises or the Avengers. Yeah. I and mean, I'm, Dark Knight's already an established franchise. I mean, rebooting Spider Man. So I'm sort of not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not really impressed with Dark Knight Rises. I'm on the fence about yeah. it. I'm sort of on the fence about it, and I, it's something I want to watch, but I don't know what what's going to happen to it. I, I hope. First off, I hope Bruce Wayne doesn't die. I I think it'd be so dumb. And uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not so keen on it for some for whatever reason. You know, the Dark Knight was so good that I don't know if the Dark Knight Rises could actually meet what the Dark Knight did. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then you need you need Bane's performance to be stellar. And already with the fucking mask, it just takes so much away. Yeah, and I don't, like I I really I I want him if he says get over here at one point I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's gonna. I, I I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I I mean I I know in the comics like when Bane first showed up he was a very he was actually very he was also a very smart character. Yeah, he's a he's a scientist, right? I don't know if he was a scientist. He basically lived Bruce Wayne's life without being rich, but he I think it was like his it was sort of the parallel. It was or it was his family was gunned down by cops and he turned to a life of crime. Oh, okay. But eventually like he strategically the reason Batman like got his you know uh, was night the reason Nightfall happened was because Bane was like planning this long demise and of Batman and finally breaks his back. Yeah, it's not it's not just one battle. It was like a series of it was a a big planning thing that happened. But how do you how do you match the fucking Joker? Yeah, how do you match Heath Ledger's performance? That, it's just out- outstanding. It was too good. Like. I, I mean, you know, I know people compare the co- the uh, the cartoon with yeah, him. Yeah, and I like Mark Hamill as Joker. I, I love Mark so Hamill, good. but that's that's the more that funny that funny Joker and eccentric. Yeah, well, we've seen. I think we've seen it all our lives. We've seen it, you know, for us. We've seen it since we were kids. Yeah, and to see Heath Ledger's take on it, we have never seen he- anybody do what Heath Ledger had done before. Yeah, well, you know, I've also with Arkham uh, Arkham City and uh, Asylum, you get to see that. That cartoony um, Joker again, and it's actually very well done. Like it, it's still a good Joker. Like it's it's it, it's still my favorite Joker. Yeah, yeah, and like, but Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger is perfect just because he brought that character into that realistic realm that Nolan wants. Yeah, and it's so well done, and you can see how devious is, and how he doesn't care about anything. How it's so sad that he he died because I would have loved to see another sequel with him. I almost wonder like where else could weren't they? Probably. I mean, you can't you can't have Batman without Joker, and then for you and then with his death, you can't have someone else play that. Just right. It's you literally need to have to have to kill him off to reboot the series (laughs) to do it over again. I mean, it's 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 hard also because basically they picked. They picked the greatest Batman, uh, the greatest Batman villain, to go up against. Well, he had to. He, I mean, I almost feel like if Bane was the second movie and and the Joker was the last movie, you know, you know, you fight, you match strength first, and then you match wits, because that's the mo- That's what's so hard. That's what's so devious. 
I mean, in this case, it seems like it's going to be a little bit of both. But how, you know, it's, I almost feel like, who's more devious than the Joker? Yeah. That's sort of what runs on my mind. I mean, that's what makes him, as a villain, so great. This is a guy that, basically, he is, he's the antithesis of Batman. Mm-hmm. To the, but there's so many parallels. They both don't have superpowers. Yep. Hmm. And he's more, but he's fucking terrifying. Of all the of all the villains in the DC universe, he's probably one of the most terrifying. Him and Lex Luthor, and he'll beat out Lex Luthor, right? Mm-hmm. You know what happens, and because you don't, he's an he's like the anarchist. Yeah, he knows and how to, he knows of, how to play people. That's and so what's I I feel like that's the ultimate evil. That's what Batman, like, that's the ultimate test for Batman. It almost feels like he already went through that test. So I don't, I don't know what's going to, I mean, you know, it's like, can they even, the, the special effects look great. Story looks great. Yeah, I have no, I mean, I'm pretty sure the special effects are going to be, be great. It's just, you know what, now with Catwoman involved as well. Well, I think um, Nolan has a big problem. With fight scenes, and after seeing the Avengers, I'm very curious to know if he's going to be able. To, like, like, hopefully, he fixed that. What's wrong with them? They weren't. Over there. They aren't really over the top. They're just like. They're very close yeah, up. Yeah, it's very close. And they're up. very shaky cam. You don't see anything ever happening with a fight. Like, there's sure. points where you have to see. You want to actually see the fight happen. Right. And you never really get to see the fight ever happen. That was my problem with Lord of the Rings. Like, the whole trilogy, I just, they did, you know, very close-up shaky cam, and I just, you know, the movie was great, but the action sequences were not good. I didn't have them, I thought it was okay. I thought that was well done for Lord of the Rings. I mean, granted, I haven't seen them in years, so maybe I'm just it's It's not nearly, it's not nearly as bad as when you watch, like, um, Batman, um, Batman Begins or Dark Knight, because hmm. it's always, you don't really get to see a fight. You just sort of catch glimpses of of the hits going on, yeah, because things are just too close. Um, and that voice changer is the one thing that drives me insane. <laughs> it's the one thing that I wish they never did. There's no need for the voice changer. It's not an actual device, right? I thought Bruce was just making his voice deeper. I but f- they synthetically make it. They actually synth. I thought they. Um, they synth they they actually do tone it. They make it lower. They digitally make it lower. I thought it was a, it was a device. It sounds like a device. Huh. It sounds like something built into the cowl. Whatever. But it, it just it's, there's it's no need right for it. Right for parody. It just at the very least. literally is no need for it. And I hate how he took it to with him to go play. Uh, oh, what the hell, uh, John Connor in uh, oh, in Term- yeah, Terminator Salvation. Really. It sounds the exact same thing. He it looks like he just walked off set of Dark Knight. And just went on the Terminator Salvation and continued the same fucking character. We have to kill all the robots. At, at one time, We're I thought, like, humans. if you close your eyes, you can pr- and, and you can probably think he thinks he's Batman because <laughs> he is Batman. Of course, I am Batman. I am John Connor. So um, I am Bruce Wayne, the savior of the so universe. So they're saying. Um, I think I read somewhere he said uh, that said. No, uh, not Chris Nolan. Uh, Christian Bale didn't want a Robin involved in any of the movies. I thought Nolan said that. Well, maybe maybe Nolan or Christian Bale said he signed like he made sure there was no bat, no Robin. So I'm pretty sure the 
maybe Nightwing will show up. <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. Yeah. So, Alex, you mentioned Prometheus. That what, looks... What do you know about that? Because I've just seen the trailers, and I think, you know, it looks had... cool, but I don't know anything about it. You know it's, it. it's, uh, it's the prequel to Aliens, right? Is that what is that official? Now? No, it is. Yeah, that? it is. It's a prequel. Say it's a prequel to Alien. They showed the new okay. trailer showed basically an alien, almost the alien husk and everything. Nice. Yeah, it's That's the cool. it's a prequel to Aliens. Um, the Alien. It. I don't know it. Because I, I thought that was up for debate. I didn't know a friend of mine. Uh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine today about it, mm-hmm. and we had no clue. I'm pretty sure they came out with it. I'm maybe ninety percent sure that it's officially the prequel to Alien. Because I know, um, I think it started off as that. Yeah. I don't know where it's still. Because they uh, they, they show like chest like they don't show the chest versus, but they show people like you know holding their chest and everything. Mm. Uh, according to Scott, though, this film shares strands of Alien's DNA, so to speak, and takes place in the same universe. Prometheus will explore its own mythology and ideas. So I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't show the aliens per se. Like they, they oh, these it was people were transformed into weird looking things. But I'm pretty sure it's, it's like maybe the spiritual predecessor of. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be actually. So, Predator is in that same universe now, right? Or what the what the fuck? Nah, is the nah, deal it's the same thing as, as like in Freddy versus Jason. It's just a crossover, not not a big deal. Separate universe. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just for those movies. That's it. I don't think it's officially in the same universe. Like, I'm not a big... Like, I mean, for one thing, I don't like scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, the original so, like, Predator was not a scary movie. No, but I mean, like, Alien. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, that's a little scary. Alien, Alien. Yeah, yeah. Aliens freaked me Basically, out. Basically, yeah, there are horror movies. They're fucking space horror movies, yeah. Um, and I could, I can never watch those fucking movies. And the, the, the fucking... The, um, the preview for this film was like scaring the shit out. Yeah. I was like, I'm not watching this. See, like, I don't, I don't know about the horror aspect in this because the first few trailers were just a lot of really cool space sequences and you know these people, I guess, from Earth going and exploring this new planet for scientific reasons, I guess. And then like some of the newer trailers started showing like these horror aspects, and at least to me, they. Like I'm hoping it'll be good, but they kind of look cheesy. So I don't really know what. I mean, to the think. biggest my biggest concern is that it's it's stuff that's already been done. Yeah. Well, maybe. And not because the the special effects look great, because there'll be new things. But mm-hmm. the the premise is sort of done already, right? That that's what Alien sort of was. Aliens. I don't remember. The I mean, aliens they were, was they like were, they started on the space station, right? And it just took place in there? No, it's a space yeah. shuttle. It's a spaceship space or a space shuttle. shuttle. Yeah, no, space, space, spaceship. What were they doing? They were they were like a mining crew or something like that? or uh, I don't... I never really... I don't remember. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in years. so long, so I don't really... So I don't know the facts of the movie. But basically, you know, they, someone finds the egg or whatever. and Yeah. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was reading, I'm sorry, um, but I was, I heard uh, that one of the, uh, that that day when they came in for the, for the initial chest bursters, uh, chest burst uh, scene, (laughs) no one else in the crew knew what was going to happen. Like, they knew that it was going to burst out, 
but they didn't know it was going to be that gory or whatever. So nice. that is genuine fear and, and like screaming and everything from the from that crew. <laughs> and like actually cool. one girl who got like the most of the blood and everything passed out like five nice. minutes five minutes after that scene, and they had to stop and reshoot a little bit more at the end because she <laughs> literally passed out of fear. That wasn't there? I think. Um they did it. They did like two takes at first, right? Because they first had it so that the guy's chest was bleeding. Yeah, it, but it didn't come out all the way. Yeah. So the actors were like, "Oh, what is this?" So they went closer. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they did. They, they they got close for the second take, and that's when it. They actually only the only the actor who was who knew Whose chest was actually going. Yeah, to he test. knew what was going to happen. So everybody else was, did not know. And there was the one black guy he leans in really close. He gets like the <laughs> brunt of everything. And then the other, and this girl in the background just fucking passes out later, and like behind. Yeah, the one that's screaming, like she's really scared. Yeah, they're literally scared, screaming. yeah. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And then we said, I think the black guy, when he said cut, they said cut, he's like, he just went for his, went to his uh, dressing room and just <laughs> stayed there for like an hour. Like he just <laughs> locked the door. Yeah. Just curled up oh, in the I'd fetal position. Oh, I'd be fucking back and forth. No, I'd be fucking, yeah, he was probably furious. Yeah, it would be too. It, it's just. Terrible. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> God. And also, so what else? Uh, we, talked, we talked movies. What else is happening? Well, uh, E3 is happening. I think... Uh, E3 is happening. Uh, Not caring. June? Was it? June 5th? Yeah, the I beginning think? of June. And I think... Oh, what was the special thing I heard? There's... What's not going to be there? THQ. Yeah, THQ's not going to be there. Um... There are a few others. Didn't they file for bankruptcy? Yeah. I th- uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, so, they, they like, said they I, w- I, I didn't really understand why they were making such a big deal about them not being there. Yeah. Well, so. they, you know, the big deal is because they're the ones that supply all the really good entertainment, like all the girls and everything. Nah, whatever. Yeah. There's going to be no special car wash with like all the prostitutes <laughs> and whatever. Um, right. Microsoft said they're not going to talk about the 720 or whatever. Right. Uh... What the hell are they going to talk about? Connect. The Connect, basically, Let's it's going to be just make some more probably, Connect Sports Three. Probably, um, what, what else? Like all the new deals are probably going to have for Xbox Live. They're probably going to talk about the uh, the ninety nine dollar Xbox that you pay like a fifteen dollar monthly fee for two years, but it ends up being more than just buying a normally priced Xbox. Wait, what? Yeah, it's yeah, uh, they have a ninety nine dollar three sixty. I think it's fifteen. And it's the four gig one, right? I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think it's like a, a hard drive one. It's but, a four gig one. What, like not, you're fucking paying interest. Basically, no. You're paying. You pay, I think it, does it include uh, live gold? I'm not sure if it, I'm, I'm. I hope. I would hope so. Yeah, but you pay. I think fifteen dollars per month for two years, in addition to the initial ninety nine dollars, and there is an early termination fee if you decide not. Oh to Oh my god! It sounds like a fucking bank. Yeah. yeah. It ends, up, it ends up being more, I forget how much, but it ends up being more than, you know, buying the 360 at a normal price. So, wow. I don't, know, I don't know why you do that, but whatever. Especially now, like when they're coming out with like a new system either within like a year and a half or something. Right. So, for, for the you two years, just you just wait until they sell a 360 cheaper. Yeah, I mean, you know, $99 for a system is awesome, but, you know, it's the subtext that kills you. 
I mean, it's going to be one of those situations where people see see it on television, and then there's going to be a giant fucking yeah, exactly disclaimer on the bottom saying what the deal giant? is. Giant? Uh, I don't know about that. No. Well, no, it's going to be you know, it's, it's guy. It's going to be some guy talking really fast, like, <laughs> right? right? Fast it's, for the audio. Yeah. Wow, they're they're desperate. They're they're desperate. I realized the other day that the Wii U is only a few months away. I I refuse to believe that's. Like when is it supposed to come out again? Th- this year, December. In December, like I refuse. Sometime I don't. This year. <sighs> and you know what's weird is that Nintendo. I'm pretty sure they confirmed that they're not going to say anything about the price at E3. So like, you know, you're giving the consumer maybe, I don't know, four three months to decide about the price. Yeah, like, no one. Okay. No one decides that long. <laughs> Gamers will like the regular public will just see. You know, yeah, I mean, you know. for us, you know, we can say, oh, $400, that's too much, or 250 yeah, that's fine. But for everyone else, I mean... They're not going to be... They're, they're, everyone else is not going to know there's E3 announcing, like, not announcing the price or anything. They don't... I, I barely know anybody who's in the general public that knows it's coming out this year. Yeah. That's true. So, I mean, they need to do some... We need to find out, like, a lot about it. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what all of their E3 show would be about. Yeah. I hope so. And maybe if they can, they'll talk about if they can get two two controllers the at one time. 3DS Lite. Well, they discontinued the blue one. Right. Which is weird. I don't, really I don't understand, understand that. that one either. I guess either. maybe nobody likes that color. I guess, yeah. They, they probably just saw that no one was buying that one and getting all the yeah. black. I have a black one. I have a black one. My friend has Because it's bigger. <laughs> I mean, the sales are actually doing pretty well now, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. No worries on that. What, how, what about the Vita? Anybody know is that selling? I don't think it's doing so well. My my friend got one and I laughed at him, but <laughs> it's I mean it's not bad. It looks good. Yeah, I I want one, but but you know, I would I pay. I mean the same way I wanted a PSP. I still didn't get it. I just yeah. I I just don't I know, like, deal um, with handhelds anymore. I just play them like my Android. I was I just. Did you guys see um, the new? I don't think it's out yet, but Nvidia was at a press conference or something, and they were talking about a, a new video card they're making or are making now that can basically just stream its processing power. So, like, you don't have to have it on location. So, it's basically the same thing as on live, but from NVIDIA. That's pretty cool. So, like, you could do it, and they mentioned specifically, like, you know, you could have the same processing power uh, if you were to have this card in your high-end gaming PC uh, tower as you could on, like, your iPhone. Mm -hmm. Which would be pretty cool. So, maybe future handhelds will use that kind of technology. I mean, it'd be nice. I I sort of like having it done at my computer. Yeah, oh, yeah I still absolutely. don't know about on live. I mean, the, yeah. I'm, how is the lag input? Like, it's it can't the lag input and like the ownership rights are sort of that's still up in the air, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's kind of the same thing as buying a game on Steam. So you're buying I suppose it, like yeah, or you can buy or rent on live, on on live. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is. If I get a game on Steam, I can, can I can well, it's I mean, still running Steam, off of if my the computer. Steam service one day no longer exists. What's going to happen then? I could still play my single yeah, player. Yeah, th- can't you pl- still? Can pl- you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Steam you could still play your on. single player. You have to. You have to set it up for o- an offline mode. Huh. But yeah, so if I if I get knocked off, I could still play Bash. Well, if some I games to. are a lot like Diablo Three. 
Yeah, but that requires a mul- that. Oh man, that requires. Maybe a- we should talk about Diablo three because. Uh, I never played Diablo 2. Yeah, I never played either. I never got. Did, to play did you hear about the complaints about Diablo 3? Yeah, I, I, I heard. I heard that you need really, to. Really bad you happened, need to be online at all times, even for the mul- for the single player, and uh, uh, like because they were so overwhelmed with the servers, people couldn't play. Nice. I mean, that's not really that big a deal though, because that always happens. No, yeah, no, no, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Why? That's a very big deal. The you servers went down. Single- the servers went down. You cannot play your single player game. You can't when the do anything. You can't do anything. Like you can't. The, the game see. is dead to you. Yeah. So the entire suck. purpose was so. The, I, I think they did it for the auction, partly because of the auction. So what there's auction? an there's an auction house in Diablo three. That does. You can sell sells. rare items for real money, and really? wait for real money or a, for in-game money. I think real money. You put real money in. I thought that was illegal. Blizzard has a Blizzard makes an account. It's illegal <laughs> unless Blizzard makes it illegal, right? Yeah, yeah it's Ill- it's illegal if, unless Blizzard okay's it. Interesting. It's not illegal in terms of there's no laws against. There's it. no law against it. Yeah, it's just okay. that they deem it illegal that you can't trade money for fake goods. Huh. But now you can. Okay. So in order to minimize like people get like to have some control over it, they force. That's partly why they force people to play online. It's um, the reason I'm not so concerned about Steam, and you know, we're going, I hope at one point we talk about indie games. But part of the reason I'm not so worried about indie games and there's still an outlet for it is because it's still private. Those companies are still privately owned, mm-hmm. meaning that Gabe Newell still owns the fucking company. He doesn't have to answer to investors. There's no. It's not publicly traded, so he doesn't have to like. He makes a massive profit. And he doesn't need to borrow money from anybody in order to run his company. And it's the same thing for a lot of start, like a lot of small. So you're saying thing. that no one else has influence over what he wants to do. Yeah. So it makes a difference because when you look at somebody like Blizzard, Blizzard got bought out by Vivendi, right? Or they're Act- owned by Vivendi at this point. Why aren't they partnered up with I Activision? Thought they were owned with EA. Yeah, and they're owned now. They're owned with EA in some way. Is it EA? Whatever company I don't know. it is, one of those two. It's a publicly traded. I thought company. it was Activision. It's up Blizzard and Activision. It very well could be. But whatever company it is, let's it's look. A, that's the publicly traded company. Yeah. And what's happened is, we we have a situation where you have three StarCraft two games coming out, sixty dollars a piece. It is Activision. Um, but you you basically have these money making scams that you they're trying to make it fair, but they're trying to make as much money off the consumer as possible. Right. Um, you know, if Steam goes down one day, what they'll probably do is they'll find you a way to be able to download all the games that you currently own. Yeah. And that you can play them on, you know, they'll find some way Valve of letting is that very So Valve is basically customers. not trying to screw you over, is what the right. gist is what you're trying to say. And I mean, all their stuff is open source, and they just want to make, you know, good things that people like. Rather they're making good making things money. that people like because they're not owned by anybody. Yeah, I right. think that's the that's the important thing. I don't think you know it's like Bethesda and these other and um, Blizzard. They're not trying to screw the consumer, but they have to answer to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, you have to answer your bosses, and your bosses want to make. They don't care about the. They just want to make that bottom dollar. They right. want to make the bottom dollar, and the bosses are shareholders. Yeah, exactly. And Those they are the guys that public about video games. They know that you're making money, and they know <laughs> that you. They don't want to leave you yeah, alone. Yeah, no, they deal with the business right. aspect of the, of the of the business, right? 
you have to make a certain you have to hit a certain you have to hit a certain point and you have to keep on hitting that certain point and it's so ridiculous it's so fucking ridiculous that at some point they're going to just dr- it's so short-sighted it's going to screw everybody and it's it's happening with Blizzard now and i don't know i mean happened to most of EA's company other mini companies right mm-hmm. they acquire a small company they drive it to the ground they buy another company they're like a fucking pharmaceutical industry they're like the locusts of the gaming industry it sort of is that way i mean i know it's i know you're making a joke but that's literally what's happening you suck dry your resource and you mm-hmm. move on to the next thing right and it's not because you're trying to be evil but it's because because you're publicly traded and your shareholders are, just want that bottom dollar, you have to run your company that You almost have to run your company that way. And the only way to avoid it is if you own the shares of all, you know, if you're the majority shareholder, if you're privately owned. So in Valve's case, they're privately owned. Google had the same problem, right? They, they became publicly traded and they sort of lost a lot of their, they're starting to become the bad guy now. What? What? You know, Google has all this... Google's not really a company you can trust as much anymore. They used to do some crazy shit, like fun shit. Um, but they now, they're try, now they have to make so much money and they have to meet the shareholders' demands. It's the privacy settings and the, and the ad mic. The way yeah, they, but they, the reason, they personalize the searches and everything and they sell that information to... Yeah, but the reason that the reason that has happened is because they've privatized, they've publicized the company. Yeah, but like, and so they have to meet. It's not because if it was still a private company, I would trust them far more. Eh, it's still the privacy setting things that's really driving people insane because of Facebook and everything. How no, I understand, but the reason out there, but the reason the privacy settings is becoming an issue right now is because there's because the interest is no longer for the consumer. Eh. The reason the privacy settings, like, they're trying to get bottom dollar is because they have to answer to their shareholders. And the way to answer your shareholders is by selling that information because it's valuable. Mm -hmm. Because before they were a private company, right, this was not an issue. They made some ad dollars by, you know, doing some search thing, but they didn't have to answer to the top dollar. The security settings weren't as big of a deal because you weren't so worried about them selling it off. But now they're in it for the, they're now in it for the money, and now they're really trying to push. Now they're really pushing it. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm still a huge fan of you know Android, their like you know their division that deals with Android. So, and in that well, I mean, what aspect, other options you, know, you Apple's have, right? A big. Apple's the only other company you can really do it with. Well, Apple's the only company that's being a big douche right now with all their patent lawsuits. All the companies are. Google is too. Well, yeah. Well, they're counteracting. Well, they they can't really sue too much because their shit is open source anyway. Right. No, but they're buying. No, they bought the Motorola patent. They bought Motorola to get yeah, their patents some. because but... Apple kept trying. Apple's trying to basically be the only smartphone in the U.S. So they literally took out patent complaints on everything everywhere. They went. It's it's not just Apple. If you. I really recommend you guys listen to, um, if you ever listen to This American Life, I would really recommend, there's an episode called When Patents Attack. Uh-huh. I would really recommend listening to it because it really explains what pat- what the patent law 
what patent warfare is going on right now. Oh, yeah, but no, Apple's the one that started all this. No, 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 it's not... You should listen to the episode because it's not just Apple. What What's sort of happening is everybody's trying to buy up as many patents as possible so they all protect themselves or they could attack other groups. It's sort of... Um, it's like a mutually assured destruction. Mm-hmm. But the problem with it is the amount of money that you spend to get all those patents, we're talking about billions upon billions of dollars... It's billions upon billions of dollars that go to a few lawyers, and it doesn't end up getting used to actually build anything. These are technology companies, right? They're sitting on a lot of cash. Yeah. It's just like a bunch of just-in cases. Yeah, exactly. That's what sort of, yeah. And it's sort of a waste of money. It, it's sort of like, well, you're, you're wondering why the economy isn't doing well right now. Partly is because people, and you're wondering why certain people are getting richer and richer and richer. This is one of those instances where the lawyers are taking all your money partly because they, like there's no job there's no jobs to be created. You just spent several billions of dollars to buy off the backs of software engineers that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? And then or they did something, but Please. then they're getting screwed over also. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to listen to because it's it it shows where like the system is really fucked up right now yeah. where technology companies and I mean and also the patent system wasn't built for you know now oh yeah for today's exactly. age so, like mm. they have to put like limitations on these things like an expiration date on this that or I mean a lot of these guys the guys that put out the patents they did because their companies wanted them to at one point yeah and, the, well, and this was like 15 years ago it's, it's, it's expensive to put out a patent I think I think it's like the cost is like maybe $20,000 well it's funny because the guys the software engineers that were buying these up that were the engineers themselves I'm, so I'm talking about the, the grunt workers yeah the ones that actually made them that made the programs and were told to do this they don't see a fucking dime out of this. No. In fact, they probably get, in some point, they probably get sued themselves. <laughs> right? Because they used it at some, the patent that they, they invented it. We're suing the, you because you're using our patent while we, while you're, while you're exactly. under our Well, wire. it depends that's, if they're, it, they have to be using the, the product. But that's the thing. That's sort of what's happening. It's little, and there's patents for ridiculous things. Things that you could never imagine. Like, being able to scroll on your screen. There's actually or, a pattern. Like you know how your your phone or can highlight um like take a number for instance like a phone number and if you click on that number a little menu pops up to either call them send the message or whatever. There's a pattern on that. There's yeah. a pattern on that, and that's actually stopping uh, the, the new wave of uh, phones from actually being sold in the U.S. That sucks. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's that sort of thing. That's the sort of thing that's happening right now. There's a pen for there's an overscroll um, that Apple had basically um, like let's say you're reading like a comment list like, a, like a p- comments on a page and like if you just tap the, if double tap the top of the screen it just basically scrolls all the way up automatically right right instead of you having to finger it all the way through mm-hmm. that's what she said <laughs> but like uh, Samsung had it in one of his on one of their phones and Apple was like uh uh-uh. so they had to basically take it out. Because Apple sued them. No, it, it is ridiculous, and it's sort and that's that's just really weird. Like having patents on like non-physical things. Yeah, that's sort of the issue. That's that's really Adam. You hit it right on the nose. That's sort of what the big issue is right now. Nobody's really sure how this how this is supposed to work, and it's being abused up the ass. <laughs> they have they gave one example. So there's a lot of small startup companies, right? Um, so one, um, the one group that these guys, that this American Life interviewed, 
were um, it was guys that made like camera pro- um, programs to basically put your pictures online, mm-hmm. stuff like Flickr, and uh, like uh, you know all these small companies propped up from it, and they you know they 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 built a co- a lot of these guys were engineers in Silicon Valley. They started up their own companies, and they were small companies, and all of a sudden they would get fucking sued because somebody put out a pa- some obscure ass patent on that specific technology when probably everybody came up with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a big company basically suing the shit out of this small company enough to basically almost to ruin the company. Mm-hmm. Put them oh, in debt forever. Put them in debt forever. Yeah, it's like almost to, to the point of brinkacy, brinking to the point of putting them to the brink of bankruptcy. And then eventually the companies will go bankrupt because they cannot do anything. So, like, how... Well, bankrupt was what they want to do, so that way they don't have to pay anything. Because if you actually went... So, they would... They basically would strike a deal before going into litigation. Because if they went to litigation, the companies themselves would never be able to afford the lawyers Mm -hmm. to actually fight against whatever the claim is. Yeah, and like, and then if they lost injunction, then they have to pay them for like, no matter what, even if they have no money, like, whatever they work for will get taken out and paid to the company. There's a specific company that the program refers to, and I don't remember what the company was, but what they were doing was they were essentially buying up as many patents as possible, and you would sign up with the company, and it was sort of like they were supposed to protect you. So if somebody was suing you for using their patent, Uh this company would tell you, would say, no, we have all the patents, you cannot (laughs) sue us. No, but so what happened was, and this this goes back to going to public, being publicly traded, the company, in order to get these patents, they had to get publicly traded, and they had to get a lot of investors. Mm-hmm. The investors expect a certain amount of money to come back, and because they can't pay them off because there's not enough people joining the service, what they're starting to do now is they're actually starting to troll other companies now, and you know, they have all the, they have so many patents, they're starting to litigate against these big and small companies, right? And in order to protect themselves. Apple, IBM, all these other fucking companies have to buy up other patents now, which is why like the Motorola patent was so valuable because they wanted to get protect themselves as much as possible. And 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 now so now it becomes this really weird ass war, and it, God, you know the, the, ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's complete shit. You wonder, and I I keep on stressing why. My friend and I, my friend especially, made this great point about what a publicly traded company was and what a privately owned company was. And this is a very important distinction. There's a reason why Steam, why good old games, why those companies still are pretty good. Like, they're very good, and I trust them. Because as long as Gabe Newell is still at at Valve, or whoever the next guy is, and he doesn't have to answer to anybody, he's true to himself. The moment he does something stupid, I drop steam, right? Everybody just drops. And he's going to he's gonna be in the red. Automatically, he's going to be sunk. Mm-hmm. But if you look at well, the moment he goes publicly traded, I don't know. He doesn't own the company anymore. How much control over it does he really yeah, have it anymore? It depends how much he maintains, right. unless he maintains like 51%. Yeah, and even then, like Facebook is a big worry. It was the privacy settings were worry bef- were a worry before because they were trying to make as much money as possible. But now it's publicly traded. 
what's going to happen when the investors are expecting even more money out of uh, out of the company? Apparently, they don't make that much money off the ads either. No, they don't. I mean, it's sort of overblown. If I was Mark Zuckerberg, I would just fucking sell the company already. Yeah, absolutely. Build something new. He has enough money. He has enough money. He doesn't need any more. Right? Well, no, it's not the money, right? I mean, it's sort of not the money anymore. I mean, it's this little pet project. I would almost build another project. Yeah. It's it's almost run its course. Try, I mean, Bill Gates is... What Bill Gates has done is basically he has gone into saving the world. He, really? He's... Yeah, uh, he, he essentially wiped out malaria. <laughs> That's awesome. He spent a lot of money on uh, third world nations, uh, basically curing those kinds of diseases. You know, he's he's a good man. All As opposed to Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is a fucking prick. He's dead, guys. I'm gonna fuck. You, you want to hear the most fucked up story about Steve Jobs that I heard? <laughs> I think you already told it to us, but let's hear it again. The um the organ transplant. Yeah. Did I say it on? Did I say it on the I podcast? I don't remember if we were recording, but okay. Go so, ahead. Steve Jobs is a fuckhead to begin with. <laughs> he's an arrogant asshole. He's a prick. Um, so he had pancreatic cancer, and they caught it early. But instead of operating on it, and this was I think back in like two thousand or two thousand one when he first when the first time it came up. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting it cured by going to chemo and getting getting radiation therapy and whatnot. He did it. He did holistic medicine, right? He was going to have a fuck. He was going to change his diet, and he was going to kill cancer that way. Yeah, and he just got worse. So when that failed, so when that failed, he needed an organ transplant. Now the the old rules for organ transplant for each state was: if you own property in the state, you were then on a list of uh, organ donors, and when you when your when your number comes up, then you get the organ donation. Now the key is depends on what property, what state you're in. So, if you own multiple pieces of property in different states, you can be on multiple lists, and your chances of getting something are even faster. Right. So apparently, Jobs bought property in I think like ten or twelve states. You know, some he bought property in several states, so he can be on multiple organ trans organ donor lists, and. Basically, he bought him. He bought his way into getting an organ transplant. Right. I mean, that's sort of the the, the douchiest thing you can do. And he got his transplant. And he's all better and everything. This is a guy that didn't donate any money anywhere. Um, you hear about you hear about guys like um, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. They donate their entire life savings to um, to to whatever causes they believe in. Um, you hear about like I think Stowers Institute was run by like a multi billionaire and the guy had cancer and he realized I'm gonna devote my life savings into making a, a research institute. That's like incredibly worthy. Right? That's a philanthropist. Then you have fucking Steve Jobs who's like, I'm gonna buy as much property as I can so I can get onto more I can keep myself alive after I was a fucking dumbass. What a fucking douche. <laughs> well, he used to be a douche. No longer is a douche. No, fucking dead. Low blow. Yeah, his shit costs a lot of money. Literally, his poop. No, it's like fucking the iPod and shit. I mean, and that's sort of the only thing I... Yeah. I can still complain. I don't have any of those. (laughs) I have both, so it's okay. (laughs) I can say whatever I want. So, what else? What else can we throw in there? I don't know. So, I mean, what Sony's... 
Sony's. I don't think the Vita is doing so well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to uh, assume that wasn't going to do well. I don't know if it's doing anything. Poorly. Yeah. Well, I you gotta compare. They there. have to compare it to the PSP and see how that was doing. I think its sales are actually. I wonder, well, how much I wonder is it? How... Is it isn't it two ninety nine? Two fifty for one of them. Two fifty then... for the regular, right? Is it? It might be. And then with three G, it's two ninety nine or plus the three G fee. Yeah, plus I think it's fifteen dollars a month. Kind of stupid. Which my friend but... paid for. I was like, "What is your fucking issue? What you were just uh, complete full on stupid." That's just it's dumb. <sighs> my impression is that like it's it's I know its sales are doing really poorly in Japan. Um, that's because I'm pretty sure they're just playing iPhone games anyway. But it seems like like Vita hardware sells less than a third of the PSP after ten weeks. Oof. Mm. Oof. Uh, well, I mean, the PSP was their first handheld. No, but it's less it's than less than that. No, it's I know. Less I'm saying, than that. That's why, because this is like their second generation, quote unquote, piece of you know mobile hardware. So people aren't as excited about it as I don't the know, first PS- thing. Where they why wouldn't they be excited? Like, it's a fucking PS3 in the palm of your hand. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what the PSP was. Know, the PSP was a PS2. Yeah, well, you would think that people who have bought a PSP would buy a PS, PS Vita. I'm sure they did. Well, not, not as many. Not as many sure. because of the right. fact that it's a third. Well, I just want to know what, like, what when the PSP first came out, what the, because usually new hardware gets that excitement. Have you guys seen any advertisement for the Vita? Uh. D- I don't fucking Online, watch TV. So I watch something. Worse, nothing, nothing on TV or in the movies huh. or anything. Because I mean, I remember there was. A, I mean, there was the. Oh no, those were the PS3. No, no, I saw. I saw. I saw one of them for the. Uh, what the hell is it? I remember the squirrels for the PSP. No, for the PS uh, PS Vita, the, the augmented reality one. I haven't seen that. Basically, you go around playing like. Oh, whoa, whoa. I've seen like the pre-release one where they were like demoing Little Big Planet and how you could bring stuff in. No, no, no. I'm talking about like real like people like I think well, I forgot what game it was. I think it was like a Kill Zone or something like that. And like people were playing like you can play uh, at home and then when you go out to the streets, you play against everybody else who's out to get you or something like that. I saw Oh, I have seen one. Uh, I've seen those like they... when I was watching Hulu or whatever. I've seen one where they advertise how you can pick up and play and just keep gaming wherever you are. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I, I would definitely play one if I had it. I, I don't understand why they couldn't put it like... I mean, I understand why they didn't put LTE in, into it, but because it, it would drain the battery like, whoa. It doesn't even support it? No. No, the 4G LTE, no. It only does 3G. Well, it makes sense because of the fact that LTE mode, uh, radios are so power-consuming. Interesting. I think I saw uh, someone do a test between a 3DS and the PS Vita in it. I think the DS beats it out by like maybe on 20 wireless? minutes. On everything. Just, yeah, on wireless. Really? Yeah, it beats it out. It, the, wait, the, the 3DS wait, 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 beats wait, 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 wait. 20 minutes? By 20 minutes, yeah. Are you talking about no? It, it, they say it on the internet. No, I'm talking Are about you talking about just just playing a game and battery life. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, just how how long it stays on. Well, that's pretty crappy because the 3ds doesn't have a very good battery life to begin with. Yeah, 
Huh. All right. I mean, I think it is much more powerful, though. Yeah, I think it has three three cores or whatever. <laughs> the cell processor, all eight. No, of them. but again, this—I mean, this goes back to how much the fucking graphics matter anymore. <laughs> or, I mean, okay, not graphics. Let, let, okay, let's be clear. How much does processing power really matter at this point? Because you, there's most. I, I mean, we're going to talk about now. We're fucking going to talk about, it, I guess. But let's do it. It's. It's not so much. The processing power will always get more powerful, but how much of it does it really matter compared to actually the artistic side of things? I mean, it depends on what kind of game you're making. Yeah, no, I, I know, but there's not really an ugly game out. What's the ugliest three PS3 or 360 game that you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't say they're ugly because of the graphics. They would be ugly because of the art style. Um... Trying to think of a game that just looked terrible. Wet was pretty bad. Eh. But when we're then not talking Perfect Dark Zero, that everything's fucking shiny. <laughs> Everything is shiny. That was HD. HD means shiny. But that's not because the processing power. That's just that's again artistic that's style. style, right? Like that's that's like the artists were just sucky. But I mean, with the processing power, you can, I mean, I don't want to say you can be more creative. Obviously, you can make things look more realistic. To have different shaders on. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this before, but again, like, the new processing power will do more than just give you better graphics. It'll let you do... Better AI. Right, it'll give you more than better it'll give you more than more polygons yeah it'll give you better lighting it'll give you uh the uh, better textures particles yeah right it, basically it, it just makes everything better it's not just specific to one visual aspect yeah and i and i'm sorry but to, when i was looking at those um mass effect 2 um high res uh shots it, the game looked much better than than what it is now, I mean, I thought the game looked great when it first came out, and like to have even more effects, like you can see the scarring on on Garrus's face better, um, mm-hmm. like the, it's it, it gives it that more realistic look that right, we're basically Alex, that's what it's you- basically trying to achieve. I mean, it's not it's not the big graphical jump anymore from a PS one to PS two. Right, it's not two D. That's to 3D. it. It's not it's not going to happen anymore. It's well, just gonna look. It's, not gonna have, it's gonna I, be photorealistic. And that's what they're shooting for. I right. know that's what they're shooting for. It's just sort of. Are you asking? Does it matter? Yeah, it does I'm matter. Just, no, I want to play. Does it, I'm not okay. I'm not asking. Does it matter? Okay. I'm asking how much do you have to pay in order to get that? Well, who knows? To well, get that I mean, effect. it depends. That's sort of, I mean, technology always gets cheaper as time goes on. No, but mm. we're we're talking about technology's gotten cheaper, but our consoles got more expensive. And yeah. and the power. In order to make the big and in order to make that kind of bigger jump, you need exponential amounts of power. It's not that the power isn't there. and along with the exponential amounts of power, you also have to have you also have to have the artistic ability along with it. I almost feel like the artistic side of things have gotten really bored. I mean, we've compl- that plenty of people have complained about this, and this is a this is a valid this is a valid excuse or a valid complaint. Most, you know, how many shooters have people played 
that it's war run down middle of a war the sky is gray yeah but that's shooters though like shooters like you don't really care about the environment because you're not you're not playing it's a game for the it's game more play. about the gameplay like your characters look good so what if the fucking sky is gray you're not really looking for that no, no, but, but like, when you play uncharted it's fucking gorgeous if you play three games back to back and they are all the same looking it starts to get a little bit questionable. No, no they all that's have because the same color palette and they all have like Yeah, I mean cuz apparently the, the future same... is dirt brown. That's what the, post-apocalyptic <laughs> future is dirt brown. That's what they're shooting for. Well, I mean that's why something like Portal 2 stands out, right? Cuz it's the complete opposite. And I know like okay, Uncharted is a great example where it's it's one of those it's a game where it's completely different. Yeah, because it's but, a different type. Of, you know, the game is not a shooter. Uh, it's it has shooting, three uh, third person shooting in it. But like, it's an explorer game. Like you explore your environment, and you're, you're, it's all about like the Indiana Jones feel of it. Like you know, that's the type of game they're going for. So they're gonna have artistic locations. Like uh, Castlevania is a gorgeous looking game because that's what they go for went for too. Um, trying to think of what other game is looks great. Uh, Damn it, I can't think of it. I just had it before. I mean, I know they look great. I mean, Skyrim is a great example yeah, of a game looking great, but this is also an example of a game that's... I don't really need it to look better. I need them to actually make the fucking game better. Well, they, they, they've never made a game that works properly from, the, well, no, from any I'm point. not talking about a game that works properly. I'm talking about fix the basic shit. Like, find a better way of doing a fight scene, right? Find a better... Make a better... like in-game story. Well, that's different than what we're talking have. about right now. We're talking about graphical. No, no, but this is we're talking about the same thing. Like this is where the resources are going to make better graphics, to make things look better. Well, and it's sort of like it's deviating from well, you're not really being creative about any of this. You're just making things look pretty or you're making it look brown and gray. <laughs> you're making it warlike. You know, it's like a war-torn area and we've seen it before. And there's no new idea. There's really no new ideas to really push anything for. Because everything, everything's so expensive now that they have to fall back on the same thing. The same thing's going on in, in Hollywood. It's all remakes. Yeah, but the reason and the reason for that is because I think they don't put enough resources. They put too many resources on to making it look good. To making it look good, rather than to actually creative. make it make it creative. And when you make it creative, it's going to make it look good. Yeah. When you have the right artistic abilities, when, when mean, you have Ch- a... Chase likes... He likes looking at models, like really, really low-poly models that look really, really good. And I mean, that's basically what you're saying, is that a lot of time, you know, you can do so much more with less. Or, uh, like, doing a lot with less can look better than, you know, doing a really shitty job with a lot. It's not even... and. You almost put way too much polish when you have too much. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I, the, the reason I talk about, like, Apocalypse games is because if you look at a game like Bastion, I know I keep on fucking falling back to this, but you get, look at a game like Bastion or you look at something like Braid, it's a, those are beautiful games. Mm-hmm. Bastion especially is a gorgeous game. It's 2D, hand-drawn, and it's high-res, and it's an Apocalypse if you play the game, it's an apocalypse. It's one of the darkest... Like, there are some really dark parts to that game. But it's gorgeous. Nobody has done it that way before. 
right? It's something new. No, I have uh, Enslave is Apocalypse, and it's not. It's not brown, like you said. It's it's basically it's an adventure game too. Like it has all these bright colors. Like it's like the um, you're playing in New York, but you know nature's taken back New York. Nature's taken back a lot of these areas. It's not your typical, uh, <clears throat> your your typical apocalyptic look. Like I mean, there, I think there are games out there that are like that. The popular oh, no, I'm ones. I'm not saying they're real, not. I'm, I'm just wondering the real popular ones right now. Or the shooter ones that are doing that, and the shooters—it's because they don't care about the environment. So not, it's like an afterthought. Their well, main so thing I, is on the gameplay. Well, so I, I even think um, when you look at a game like Portal, which isn't necessarily a shooter, but if you look at something like Environment and how they did the graphics, it's not the prettiest looking game. It's not the most high well, resolution. Well, the thing game is, it's there. it's in test chambers. You know, it's no, but that's the thing. It's the style they. They made the style so that it looks re- and it looks fantastic, right? Yeah. If you play, oh, if you play it, Portal, there's no reason to put that thing in. It, it's a gorgeous looking game. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful looking game. They probably didn't, you know, they didn't put as much work into it as fucking what Crisis. Yeah. Right. right? I mean, it's not like they they weren't trying to pump as many polygons together as possible. It was a it's a lot of artistic creativity going into it to find certain solutions. Okay, I mean, so how about how about this? If with this increase in technology, you have at least the option to choose how you want to allocate your resources. You know, do you want to make a minimalist kind of game that looks really really good or do you want to go towards more realistic that maybe you're losing some other some uh, you know arguably better stylistic kind of resources. What they need to do is make it easier and cheaper for games to be produced is what they need to do. Which well. they sort of... So that's what the technology is supposed to do. Yeah, that's what, that's what it should be doing. That's what they but should it's be not focusing on. But it's not doing because that. Because games are becoming too ridiculously hard to produce. And like, it's a gamble for some... That's why what, so many no, companies have went under because they, no, but let's they try this, to make a... At, a a, a HD game and it just goes to shit because well, I mean, no one wants to buy Angel, it. Let's put, let's say, let's the reason that's happening is the exact reason you guys bring up. They can bring up as much polygons. They could do even or not polygons. They could do so much more with lighting. They could do so much. They can add so much more AI. They can add so much. The moment you say they can add so much to this, they're going to go for that gold standard rather than say. Oh, we have a lot more palettes. We could actually, you know, as an artist, we can actually invent something completely new out of this. Not necessarily minimalist, but sort of like instead of trying to to pretty something to that degree, you try other things. Like you try some tricks that actually minimize the amount of time to make the game while still making it look of extremely high caliber. Making the game isn't really going to be affected by technology I don't think because de- I mean it's dependent on what kind of game you're making but you still need X amount of people to do these different tasks that are required to make a game mm-hmm. like you still need a bunch of artists you still need a bunch of coders you still need producers you know sound people I mean that's not really going to change because of technology you can change I think Some what the technology can, would do is maybe make it so you have to have more people just because you can do so much more in the game. I think indie games actually shoot that idea down. And the reason I say that is because you look at a game you look at a company like Supergiant, 
It's made up of 10 people. They made a game. They made a gorgeous-looking game. And not only did they make a gorgeous-looking game, they made a very uh, an extremely tight and well-made game. Wait, what game did they make so they made Bastion. Oh, they made Bastion. They well, th- that's the same. <laughs> see, no, no. Ba- but, like, so, Bastion okay. is the equivalent of like a Super Nintendo game. Like those teams back then didn't have hundreds of hundreds and thousands of people like they do now. So I'm not saying get rid of the blockbuster game. No, but no. You're but, getting, like, but you're getting still. You get in, in that game. You still get more than eight to twelve hours. That doesn't. That that uh, that, well, that has single, nothing single, to do with the technology. No, no, hold on. Hold on. It makes it e- the technology makes it easier to produce the the technology is supposed to be there to make it easier to produce those kinds of games. I think if you give it a couple of years, you can make and this is already starting to happen. There's starting to be first person shooters that these small companies are starting to make, mm-hmm. and well, they have, mean, and they're th- starting to go, have the resources the te- to the technology is making it so that you can yeah. So like games. basically you have like a backlog of like all right we have all these shaders or whatever so we don't need like this uh, a certain guy to do this because this already comes in this little like starter pack that we have like your basic uh, first person shooter starter pack and you just basically we have to tweak it ourselves to make it our own distinctive distinctive. Or look. I mean in this case the technology is making it easier for people to make games. Yeah, like so. So basically people. the indie gamer uh, indie company can actually start making games that are along the caliber of basically the 360 era or PS2 era or like you know around that well, it's era getting, it's so, getting to the point right I think it's getting to the point right now where you can make a game for possibly the PS3 era and you can sell you can have a small enough team to actually make it and you don't need to put so many resources in some ridiculous things to you know and it's going to be make or break right it's it's uh, it's going to break the company so much that it's going to cause it to fall yeah um, and this is sort of the problem that Activision's having right now. The reason that they're doing the, the suck the company dry and then shoot them in the head and leave leave them for dead and go to the next company is sort of precisely this this reason because they keep on pushing for instead of pushing for smaller projects and, and using technology more effectively and more efficiently, it's more of well we can do it even more. And we're going to make small incremental gains, and we're going to risk everything for whatever you know to make the best looking thing possible. They want the next blockbuster is what they want. That's what they're shooting for. I mean, but with the technology, you you at least have the option. I mean, without it, yeah, uh, it, it goes know. into without what your it, mindset okay, for your game. Without like, it, if you want, like, hey, I want to make this grand 3D adventure game or whatever, and I'm going to need a big ass team to do it. Or, hey, I just want to sit back, maybe do a 2D, 2.5D type game where basically, you know, the characters are in 3D, but the backgrounds are like hand-drawn cells. Like, it's... it's the Without pre- it, you're... Without it, what you're forced to do. And I'm the question isn't whether you should have it or not, or whether it's good or not. When you don't have something like that, you're forced to be a little bit more creative... Sure. You're forced to actually watch out with what you what the resources you suppo- you supposedly have. You start focusing on things that are more important, and you start allocating resources. Arguably and things. more important. Arguably more important, but you cannot put everything towards one thing in order to make it look that good. And but I it, mean, without those big companies pushing to make things better and better and better, you're not going to have the technology that eventually will allow you know the one person to make a good game. The company is not making inventing anything new, though. This is sort of part well, of the other problem. Some of them are. Yeah, some of them are making new engines to take. 
like like Valve. I mean, you yeah, you, you well, have like Valve, people making Square Enix you have people a... making new engines, right? You have people actually making new hardware, like Nintendo. I mean, you know, they're not at the forefront because they're not all about graphics. Yeah, but, Capcom but has this their is own sort of the other, but but this is sort of the other problem, right? I mean, so you're going to say Sony is innovative for making a what eight core or was it how many cores does that thing have? Seven eight, cores, I think. An eight-core processor to so that it could just play games, and Microsoft is creative for having a connect where you basically move your arms or whatever the hell you do. You know, you move your body to make games. I mean, yeah, granted, it's a stupid idea, saying, but it's still creative. Not saying it's, it's the still, best thing ever, right? Yeah, and it's I mean, still a creative it, idea, no matter what. At the end, it's, it's a creative a, idea, but it's sort of like it's, it's again. A, I think it's a case of misallocation of resources. This is, this is another case of, like, we were trying to make things look even better for a long time, and all of a sudden they got sidetracked because they couldn't... They realized if they keep on investing in that kind of money, it's just not going to help them. Okay, so what it's if gonna break what them. if the Kinect actually ends up blo- like ended up working? What would you no, say No, I to think that? the Kinect is fine. I think the Kinect is fine. I'm having no... Pr- it, the problem isn't... Again, the problem isn't that the technology exists or that the technology will exist. Mm-hmm. We don't have that problem. Because the problem is that it's too much into that. The, the way those scales are put now, it's way too much to that one end and not towards the other end, where you have more of the more on the artistic more the artistic people have to be given more of the reins of like let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. Well, even if the even if more people are working towards like these new kind of. At, now, you know, they're gimmicks. I mean, at least they're trying to do something. And at the same time, there are still people using these older, more tried-and-true kind of methods, like the indie games. But, I mean, maybe, you know, the reason people are trying to use this new stuff is because they're trying to find this new kind of way to use it. Well, no, the, again, it's not, I'm not... I have nothing wrong with the Kinect, and that's actually a great idea. Like... The only reason I have anything against it to connect is because people sort of didn't have any foresight before they decided to sell the damn thing. Yeah. But if you're again, this comes back to like why we need a next we need a next gen console, and how are we going to sell the next gen console by saying that it's even more powerful than the previous one? And so, what the hell does the power even mean? And it's like, is the power is it really is power really even the problem right now? Because everything is powerful, everything looks nice. That's sort of not the problem. Well, That's the problem not really is the, the, the issue. Game process, like the actual games itself. If you don't have more power, I mean, these big AAA companies and titles aren't going to stop existing. No, it's not. But it's not helping the actual game market. I mean, th- we we just come across the summer. Where, 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 you know, it was like sequels galore, right? Yeah, we but like, had... isn't gaming actually doing pretty well overall? Not really. It's sort of sinking itself into the ground. It's I think it's doing better than most entertainment. Yeah, I think industries. it's tr- yeah. That's why I keep hearing that it's doing better than most entertainment. It's doing it's the only thing that's okay. been consistent. It's doing better than most entertainment, but at the same time, Activision, the biggest companies, are also floundering. They're not. Se- it's not the and it's not that they're not selling well. It's well, because they only have two or three titles to keep yeah, themselves. Yeah, well, you afloat. have your, you have your big ass blockbusters, and then you have the other titles that just. T- I mean, if there are so bad Activision, games, there are bad Activision games. Activision last year, last year Activision had to be dependent on. I think there were three titles. One of them was right. World of Warcraft. It was a couple years ago. I think two or three years ago, maybe. Whatever year you can say it's gonna be Call of Duty. <laughs> no, it's it. No, one of them was Call of Duty. One of them <laughs> the was World of Warcraft, was Rock Band, and the other yeah. one was Rock Band. And the biggest concern, oh, of no. guitar, guitar, guitar hero, hero. Yeah, guitar, guitar hero. hero is Activision. 
whatever the and the big concern at the time was what happens when one of them falls, right? Because those three things were what were keeping the company alive. Yeah, and what happens when one of them falls? People stop playing Guitar Hero, and more people start playing Call of Duty because even and they're they, not and it got even bigger. I don't think it, it's and it's costing them even more to even to get the thing out. No. It's it's the same engine. They've used the same engine. No, no, no. To not the. I'm not saying to even build the game. How much no. do they spend on advertising? Yeah, they spend because they can and because they know they'll make it back trifold. <laughs> Let's see stock. <laughs> Four star stocks poised to pop. What are you looking up? See the problem with um with Guitar Hero was they had Activision like a new reports, skew. Okay, every Activision reports lower first quarter net income and revenue. This came this out, year, huh? This, this year came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, that, well, that's because Modern Warfare Three was a fucking bust. Because the lower revenue from its games, but well, its adjusted re- uh, results beat Wall Street's expectations and the company's own forecast. Publisher said uh, revenue fell nineteen percent. Yeah, no, that's because. The shittiness of Modern Warfare. No, no, 3. but this is exactly what we're talking about, right? You can't just suddenly change your argument and say, "Well, no, that I have a reason for it." This is exactly what the fear is. The fear is that when you have nothing, when you're trying to spend all your money on on those eggs, mm-hmm. and you have nothing new coming out, yeah, then the cart. What? Where else are you going to go? What else can you do? Wait, wait, I'm confused. What does this have to do with the technology? So, this is where the focus of those games are, right? There's not for this company. Yeah, for this. For this I mean, company, it's, it's and for only. It's only. I mean, it seems like it's only a big deal just because they have so much money and there's so much risk involved. Whereas, if an indie company were to make a game that completely failed, you know, that would be okay because they didn't spend so much money on. And like it. you no, know, if, and they no, lost nineteen percent. Like, failed, how much is it compared to other companies? Like, yeah, they lost nineteen percent against themselves, but how much do they have along the other like? What do they have compared to EA? Like they probably still if have more than company, enough. <laughs> Adam, if an indie company failed, then they lose everything. Yeah, it's not okay. They lose everything. Um, they have the and the thing that the indie company has the advantage of is the artistic merit. Is that they can do whatever the hell they want, whatever they feel is the best game to make. Right now, the biggest concern is why is an Activision? I almost wonder why doesn't Activision and EA push more for those smaller companies give out more of that smaller amount of money well i've seen i haven't exactly looked into it but there's been something about um ea like buying out um minecraft guys company i i don't even mean buy out i mean microsoft was sponsor microsoft was very smart with what they did with bungie right do a second um you know make a contract and make a bunch of games for us Almost something like that, where they where you leave the company autonomous. So third party, second party. They rather? almost become second party. Yeah. yeah, you 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 basically get a lot of small startups. You leave and you leave them alone, rather than trying to, uh, you know. But be, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but like all three companies, all three big companies, do do that. All three companies sort of. Well, so we're talking about Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, and they have to do yeah. it because they have consoles. I almost wonder why Activision doesn't do it, or why EA doesn't do it. Because they are a third-party developer. How can you have? They're not a so much second- adult. So they're also a dis- the big thing is they're also the distributor, right? Yes. That's that's what's essentially happening. 
they sort of buy out a company and it, it it absorbs what's there but its big draw is that it's distributing the games that's what Activision is really great for but i mean for. they there have been occasions where these big companies do outsource to other teams no i know they outsource but it's almost like why don't you just invest into a small company rather and leave them alone rather than so rather than uh, actually why do why did they actually buy out Westwood Studios and then start just, they just took it for the name and built their own game right so Westwood made the um uh, what was the the red alert and command and conquer series so and, and, you you buy the name basically and you drive and then you drown the company to you drive the company to the ground and file so, and cause again, it to well that's something they didn't want it's something they it's not, they don't buy these companies to plan to kill them they just bought it figure they uh, make they more sort money of do then. sometimes they do yeah, no of course I, it it happens cuz they have so much force of, hey i need you to do this and this and that okay so what does this have to do with technology it's sort of like what instead of investing all your money in in all the technology in saying we have to make even a prettier game using the new technology that's out, it's sort of like we have this new technology. Why can't we make it more? Why can't we make more efficient games that look just as nice? Wait, what? Which side are you arguing for now? I'm not. I'm not against new technology. Like, let's get. I think that's the part of the confusion. I'm not against having the new technology. <clears throat> I'm against just constantly putting more money into just making something look better and like sort of saying, I saw this game before, right? I, this is another blockbuster right. game. I've seen this that, before. Then, so where, where did buying the co- smaller companies come from? This is what well, we were talking before about what, how smaller companies are actually making really good-looking games with limited resources because the technology is available and more affordable. Because the, what? To, the what's available? The technology is available. Thank Again, you. I have... I have no problem with the technology. But okay. I mean, the point yeah, is like, that okay, there have to be people who push the technology in order to make newer technology. Yeah, I understand that point too. And I have nothing wrong with that. But, and again, the problem isn't that. The problem is that there's too much going towards the new technology without... It's like, what can we do with these toys? Is there though? Because well, okay, look, so, I mean, how, can you even name the number of indie companies there are now? I mean, there's several indie companies. There's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a, a lot. lot. Yeah, there's no, like I'm not hundreds. just talking about indie companies, though. Okay, look. I know, indie, but like, indie, you, you're saying that all of the focus is going towards these big, high-end games, but it's not. No, no. Well, I'm saying that the big companies are putting a lot of those resources into those things. We get to the point where you have Sony making a PS3, right? We, have a, we got to the point where Sony's making a system. They're trying to make an even more powerful system for next gen. And the biggest excuse that you guys give me for what's the next step is going for the point of it so it's photorealistic. And That's it's almost one. like it's almost like okay, is that really the direction these companies should really be going? Is that really the thing that they really want to be pushing at this point? That's only one aspect. Yeah, it's of what one this it's what we can, can think of you. like what that's what the general so what public the other, would be so interested in. That would be what the system would sell and cater to to the people who want to have you also you could have the nicer looking 2D sprites or whatever. You I'm know? not just saying nicer 2D sprites though. I'm just saying like part of the advantage of having that technology is making making things more efficient, making things cheaper. Right, making and you're going to be able to make things you more could, efficient. You could, you could. Just... You can get rid of glitches, you can get rid of lag time, you can get rid of popping. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm just saying that the, so the general better. draw 
what what mostly will attract everybody's eye would be these photorealistic games. For the that's a generalizing it for the public. Of course, there's this niche of like anything else. Like, well, then I mean, Alex brought up a point. However many years ago we talked about this, like, can the general public really tell? Between, I mean, this is the you know the the visuals now and the visuals. How do you sell popping? Gen? Right? Huh? How do you solve it? No, how do you sell how do you it. No, sell, you don't sell it. How do you, you just sell play, it? You just when you, you when just you show play somebody, the game. Like, no, you, look how far look how far off I can see in the screen. Well, look how many people actually read. There are a lot of people who read reviews nowadays. Like this, this is important. Like everyone's on the internet. Everyone goes to gaming websites and read a review about a game. So like. Once that's like a new thing, like, hey, look, I play this game. There's like literally no load time between air scenes. Like, there's, uh, you can it's s- making it easier to be immersed. In yeah, you, you, which is what video games are. Yeah, you like there's, uh, you can see off the distances. Like, you you go really fast. There's nothing popping in at you. People talk about that still, like, and it and that's how you get it. you get that the reviewer getting into or like you know word of mouth yourself when you tell your own friends about this game like hey I was playing this game it looks great the hardcore gamer is not the person that we're worried about no not the hardcore casual gamers read these websites too no hold on the hardcore gamer is not the person that we're worried about right and even the casual gamer is not the one we're worried about trying to sell the system it's everybody else that you're trying to worry you're worried about trying to sell the system no matter how look how good something is going to look how much uh, what you're, what you need to do is show that it's different enough for the regular guy to actually say, "I'm going to buy the next thing." No, because it, it, then at that point, it's all about the software. It has nothing to do with the hardware. Yeah. Except for the fact that with better hardware, you can make better software. Can I'm you? Not saying, yeah, you can. I mean, there've been well, great games. This we've had very I'm good not games. Saying that there will be better software because obviously there's always going to be crappy titles. The availability to make better things is there. Yeah, there have been great games this this uh, this generation. The reason the great games have existed this generation, I would even argue to the point that it's not because the graphics look so good. Or I, because could the you portal, I don't think you can have, you have a dead... portal in 2000? Yeah. Can you? No. Can you do with, with the physics engine? You... No, you cannot. I think you could have done a portal like game. It would have been very different, and the quality wouldn't have been as high. But you could. The idea is what sells portal. I mean, portal is the selling of portal is not so much the. But it's the it's that the idea works. The idea works. So what idea is coming out next generation about the physics engine and all these other things that you guys bring up that are so important and so imperative that it's going to do it? You're not asking the right people because we're not game developers. No, no, yeah. but you're convinced. You're a guy, you guys are so fucking convinced about this, and I'm asking a simple question. If you were to ask me what the PS3 was to offer for the next generation, I could have given you an answer. If you asked me when the PS2 came out, what the next, what, why is the PS2 so much better than the PlayStation 1? I wouldn't tell you fucking specs. I would simply say the games look better and you can do better games. That's well, you're also saying this after the fact. We have no knowledge of what no, the other no, systems I could, are No, no, but do. I could have easily, I could easily said, when my father asked me that question, in 2000, when the fuck did that come out, the PS1? 2001, 2000? Because we were talking about the stock market. And he's like, you know, Sony's stock went up because the PS2 came out. I was like, yeah, it's a big deal. Why is it a big deal? It's another video game system. It's like it's a very video game system, not just because it looks good, because the games that are coming out are also better. 
right? Right. When but the PlayStation knew, came out, and I could tell them what games were better. When the PlayStation came out, I could say, we never had 3D games before. This was a complete new experience that we ever we never had before, and that was what the new selling point was. Right, but you're asking us these questions before we know anything about the next gen systems. So I how could can do, we possibly answer them? Well, well, that and that's what the hype is about. It's like, what is it going to be? You can usually get a hint. Well, of I it. mean, that's that's what we're saying. Well, you I can usually get a hint. You can usually get a hint of this about a year or two before it actually does come out. You know what sort of can you? Yeah, when I mean, before the system comes out a little bit, you could sort of have a guess what's going to come out and why it's so good. Yeah, I'm just going by like you know, by current uh, PC standards, like how the current PC looks. Like I yeah, fig- that, because usually the PC is that much further ahead than the current system. Yeah, so I figured right? going by right now, they there's you know there's differences between games and, like the PC and 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 the consoles right now. So I figured whatever the PC can do. It's probably gonna be, we're going to be able to see whatever PCs can do now is what we're probably going to be able to see in a console. And what can a PC? And then do you have to remember that the consoles are purely graph are purely for gaming, mm-hmm. whereas the PC allocates its processes everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that's so. not even true anymore either, right? Because we were talking about before for how consoles, you were. Yeah. No. Well, you were no, talking. I you mean, were you this, arguing this, before this about consoles about. We c- you cannot do Xbox Live at the same time as you know you're going to have to devote other things because there's going to be several processes going on right for and next part of the for, next for next generation maybe. so essentially going to be even more pa- it's going to be even more of a souped up PC presumably yeah it's going to be because it's going to be it's, it's, gonna, gonna, it's not going to be just for gaming it's going to do a lot more than just that it's going to do a lot more at the same time at the same time it's right. it's a multi core processor that's going to be able to plunge you know to uh, you know some of the cores are going to be playing games the other cores are going to be running this in the background mm-hmm. and that's what. It's, it's pretty much going to be a modern PC, right? I mean, that's what sort what of where it's going. What they should do is be able to interchange a graphic graphic card. And at that point, when the moment that happens, yeah, there's no more PC. PC. Then it's a PC. Then it's a PC. Right. And it's be- already gotten to the point where it's because it's even complicated. It's already complicated for me <clears throat> because gaming has its own set of hardware, mm-hmm. has its own set of specs, and it confuses the shit out of me when I have to say, "Well, well, you got to." Why are you paying that much for a hard drive? Right? You could switch out hard drives at this point. They still have to make it easy enough for them to do it. Oh, I am, I'm almost waiting. For, I'm waiting for Steam to come out with their own little box. Right? So that you could just play Steam games on it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that comes out. Oh, of course. I can see them doing it. Yeah, I don't see it'd be amazing. And you know why it'd be amazing? Because it'd be essentially a PC. Because there would be almost no reason to get a 360 anymore, eh. other than to get play Halo 4, and maybe the next Gears game. But then Mass Effect. But then Steam. But Mass Effect Dragon will come Age. out for it. It's those those games will already be coming. Those games are already out for Steam. Yeah. They're already they're already there. They're already so wait, out then for. Why, why would you buy? Yeah, if you a new console, if you already have something that can play it. Why would, why would I buy what? Yeah, why would you buy the Steam if, if console? Steam came out with a console. Why would you buy that if you already have? Are you a meaning? PC? Are you meaning for like regular people? Like I mean, me? for regular people. In fact, it'd be so much easier, right? You don't have to deal uh, with the fucking. I don't think you would. Uh, well, maybe. What's so it, different? It what's what's so marketing. different about what's so different about Xbox Live than Steam? Other than there's a console, you have to use a console. Okay, the and you difference have to is it's it's PC gaming. It's it's on the PC crowd. How do you? You're gonna be. You're gonna have to mark. I mean. It's possible you're just going to have to market the shit out of that towards the general public. The 360 already forces you to actually buy games. There's some games you have to buy online. It's already modular. 
you know, no, the no, consoles no, no, themselves no, are already the, modular. The, I mean, so I'm not saying the processes aren't the same. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's almost like PC gaming. I'm just saying the the background of it, like the people already who are use Steam, like you don't use Steam on a console. You, yeah. You're saying they're so used to compute being able to game as well as doing other things at the same no, time. No, no. What I'm saying is that, that the the people who who would know about Steam are PC users. The majority that know about Steam are PC users. Yeah. Definitely not the console players. So what? It's that it for for Steam to come out for Valve to come out with a with a Steam console, it would have to market the shit out of it just to get the word out to convince people to get this box instead of getting a 360 or I mean a 720 or whatever and PS4. Hmm. So okay. it's <clears throat> it's and it's you then you have to convince these people why should you get this aside other than getting a 720? You know, like hmm. it's. I don't. I, mean, I don't fan, see it. Fan I don't. Boys are always going to be fanboys. So. I know you're going to have that, but then you're going to have people who know you, the general public who know what a three what an Xbox is already. You know, but who so the fuck knows what Steam is? So there is ways to win that battle, I think. And one of them is there's always the online aspect, which yeah. Steam already has the infrastructure to hold. It would it, have right? to be cheap. It would have to be that's like a the Wii. big one. It would have if, to be like Steam a Wii. Could, if Valve can make a system that's two hundred dollars, uh-huh. I think they could easily take that then. Exactly, and that's where they and that's where they could win it. In fact, the way and the reason they could also win it, if they can make the system cheap enough, so two hundred dollars, Steam games are already for the most part cheaper. The way they run that company, right? They make massive sales. Massive profits based on these massive sales that they have. Yeah. Okay. So you have the Steam it's so games. Counterintu- it's so counterintuitive. When's the last time three? When's when do they drop? Ever drop the price for like when, uh, Call of Duty? How often do they drop the price for that? Or even <laughs> well, Skyrim? Not not even. <clears throat> pretty pretty recently, there have been some crazy like very fast sales. Like no, see, no, those those are fast out. sales that basically. But is that been happening a lot this year? Is that so much because, and that's more a result. That's less a result of Activision dropping the price. That's not Activision dropping the price. It's more of a case of the retailer retailers dropping yeah. the price. And the reason retailers are dropping the price is because the product. sales of the, yeah the product isn't selling very well. Yeah, exactly. That's why they had those flash sales. Basically, um, mm. I don't know because I mean I got Mass Effect three. No, that's how I that's think. how it works. It's because they they go to the, Basically, to Activision, you know, the, uh, EA, they're like, hey, EA, I want uh, one million copies of Mass Effect 3. And they buy these copies. So now they own this. This is theirs now. It's no longer Activision. Activision has that sale. Now the retailers have to go out and sell it. And But I don't think for th- these big AAA titles, that's really an issue. They're, it's not like they're not selling. Oh, no, they're not selling, but... They probably they sold a lot to begin with, yeah. but then they have a lot of residual. They bought, they've overbought. Yeah, no, they have. They, they basically go by these. Everybody though. Yeah, everybody. Everybody, like the economy is not doing so hot. That it's that's how bad things are. No, I mean like everybody. Everybody is overbuying these products. That's what they do. They have too much have product, to. and they yeah. haven't sold enough. Yeah, they haven't. Ex- they haven't met expectations in terms of the sales. They expect no. They expect these these AAA titles to sell like hotcakes, but when they don't. But what about the ones that do that still go on sale? 
What do you? They st- they what haven't. You, for no, they like haven't. Or, they, if they, the example I'm using specifically is Mass Effect Three. I mean, you can't say it wasn't that sold didn't out. Buy that game like hot. You know, it, but it wasn't sold out. You can still probably pick it up a couple days later. That's the problem. If you cannot sell out the game and you were and you probably over you have too much supply. <laughs> yeah, that's what the sale is for. The sale this. Well, quick, then that's never that's never been the case. What do you? That's always been the for, case. No, except for very few cases. Like you've never sold out of a game. We're not just talking about selling out. After your first initial wave of sales, mm-hmm. you want to consistently be able to sell the game, right? That's that's sort of the problem. If you have too much of the game, at some point you have to sell some of the game. Yeah. If the, if you just had a massive amount of people at first buying the game, and you hear like, oh, we sold a, two million copies, then the next question is like, okay, what happened after those two million copies? How many have you sold since then? And they probably have overstocked. Most of those companies probably overstocked. My understanding is Steam works a little bit different. The reason they can get the sales going is because they actually talk to the companies and say, "Well, we're gonna, we'll still make a cut, but you guys have like, why don't we drop the price and you guys will actually make more of a sale because you've dropped the price for this small amount of time." And they've met, they they basically each each of those groups make the profit. Like the distribute, um, there's no distributor, right? Because they're direct. Steam is the distributor. It's the interface in which you're distributing the game. Yeah, basically they're cutting out the the retailer. They which, are the so like man. let's say the retailer goes, okay, hey, I'll get fifteen percent of the game of sales, and but Steam goes, I'll give you ten percent. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're they're saving. That's why Steam can probably do that. And because they don't have to, and two because they don't have to print this. Just, yeah, you're just you're just you just give them, you just the give them hey here host this file. So hosting it on a on a server is a lot cheaper than printing out thousands of copies of a game. You know, the, the even more I I think and Angel, this is probably going to affect you. Even the biggest problem is going to be uh, games that you can rent mm-hmm. and games the ownership of a game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot buy a used game. What the hell is going to happen when that happens? When the 720 comes out, I almost feel like that's going well, to. Well, I mean, it's it's happening now. I mean. EA and other companies have measures against used games, but I mean the way you get around that is that you do just you know you buy a used game, you can't get online because the code has already been used or whatever, so you go onto EA site and buy a new code. Yeah, you can pay the ten dollars or whatever it is, but like so at I least mean, for GameFly, it may or may not be as expensive as buying the new game. Yeah, for for GameFly, I um, if when uh, when I rent my used game. And like, let's say um, for Mass, let's say if I ever wanted Mass Effect Three, I can I can rent it, and you should buy that. I can buy it immediately because I already automatically because to GameFly because it's a used game technically, even though it ju- I just got it day one, mm-hmm. I get ten percent off automatically all games. And then because That's I've awesome. been because I've been a member for you know, over two three years now, I get I think an additional ten percent off. So essentially, I get twenty percent off the game. And I get uh, like sometimes I get coupons, like five dollar coupon. So I would get you know that much off already from the game. So it comes down to I think maybe thirty seven dollars. And because uh, they keep all the paperwork, all the codes for mm-hmm. all the new games. So when I get the box in the mail, I have all the codes. So it's a used game, but it's still a brand new but game. But that's a gamble. What? <clears throat> that's a gamble because you're not always gonna get the new used game. Mm, no. Does that make sense? No. Well, the the boxes, I guess they store them somewhere and they keep the codes. 
they keep all the See, paperwork. Well, why don't they, why doesn't GameSpot or GameStop save the codes then? Either no, no, no. They th- what they do is they just buy back your game. You know, they they don't open up the game when you buy it new. You don't open up the game and just give it to you. You know, they 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 give you the game, and when they buy it back, they buy it back. Right, but what I'm saying is that like, say you're the second person to get this. No, no, no. You don't this. You only get the disc when you rent from GameFly. You only get the disc. That's it. That's all you get from oh, them. Okay. You don't get any of the. Okay. You don't get the booklets or anything like that. Oh wait, it sounded okay. No, no, you you, only, you, you only get the booklets. It sounded like you did get. No, that you stuff. only get that stuff when you buy the game. When you outright buy it afterwards, after you rent it, you get okay. you, you get an option. You get an option to buy games. But my my so, impression wait, was they, that you they, my impression was you can only use the code once. Oh no, you can. Right. You can only use the code once. But the thing is, no one no one uses that code because that box stays in the company. It stays at the warehouse wherever. That box is all the guts and everything. Where all the but then how do you play anything? What? If you're rent, if you're renting saying, the game, you have no code. How do you play? You rent from yeah. GameFly. They, the they, how do you play on multiplayer? Oh no, you don't. You don't. Right. You don't. But I'm just saying that you can. I can buy a used game. No, no. So right now the concern is the next system that comes out, and this was the like even for single player. My understanding was you cannot buy a used game. Period. Without the code. Yeah, from what I'm understanding, like, they're stopping all like uh, multiple uses of a game. Like I guess they're like locking it down to like whenever you put the game on. So the moment you install a game on yeah. one system, yeah, it's that's that, it's it. locked in there. It's I, locked in. What I would, that means game that means GameFly doesn't work anymore. Yeah, what wait, I would assume wait, is wait, 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 wait. What? So you're saying the information that is locking it to a system is on the disc? Yeah. Because that would require you writing to the no, disc. no, not the disc itself, but like, um, like you know how you're signed into PlayStation Network or you're signed into Xbox Live. So whenever yeah. you use the game, um, it reads that whatever special information is on the game and it locks it in to your hard drive or whatever. I don't know how so, they. I don't okay, know. So it lo- we don't know so how no, it's going to be done. No, because it would it would it would lock it to your account. It would which lock is it to your account, presumably on the cloud. Somewhere. Yeah, on the cloud. Yeah, yeah, it's but on the you'd cloud. Have to, but then, you'd have to be. You'd have to register. You essentially register your game. Right, but then why would they? I mean, I guess uh, I said it before. The way they're doing it now is that you just go online and buy another code. So I guess the way to completely stop used games would just be to not offer that anymore. Right. No, what they're they're literally trying. From what I read, they're trying to basically lock each game to one system at a time. Right. And oh, at a time. Yeah. To okay. make it so, make it so if you try to sell that game back, it's useless. You can't you can't sell the game back because they can't sell it forward. Unless you put in a code, yeah, or unless you put a you buy another code to um, put the maybe, code. Maybe maybe if they do that. I mean, this is essentially this is essentially what they did fucking ten years ago for PC gaming. Yeah. So, but and it didn't work because people started pirating the yeah, shit out of it. Well, I mean, could, people are already pirating the shit yeah, out of games on 360. Except they can't play on, online anymore. No, I mean, but well, most of it's like, who cares if you're paying Skyrim? Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, what I was trying to say is, uh, I guess what they can do for, for like GameFly or whatever, maybe make like a retail key where like those games are specifically made for like renting purposes. I mean, it's. Right. I mean, they would have to do something with the company that developed it, but at the same time, the company who develops it doesn't want that service to be available. Huh? The developer doesn't want used games. No, no, right? no. Yeah, they want... But I think... It's... The way that the Gamefly works, it's not... Uh, they buy the games from the developers. 
Okay. And they only sell it once. I mean, it's not like I can resell it to game. Right, and since you would, well... I guess the concern is, if game if this was to take into effect... It could fuck over Gamefly. It would, it would definitely fuck over and Gamefly, unless they have whatever, some sort yeah. of weird arrangement. Unless they have Okay, so, so wait, wait, wait. Clear, clear this up for me. It seems like you guys know more about this than me. So in whatever rumors for these next-gen consoles, are they saying that the service to buy new keys will no longer be available? Well, I didn't hear anything about that. All I heard, all I read was that it's going to be locked, like a game is locked to like a certain system, to your name or whatever. So are you saying that if you buy a used game, there will be no way for you to play it? Maybe. That was one fear of what yeah, was going to happen. As, yeah, it's one of the, the. I mean, the other fear that could ha- what the other thing that could possibly happen is you could buy the game from GameStop or from GameFly, but then you'd have to buy another code directly from the distributor just to play the fucking game. Yeah, maybe they'll up the price from ten dollars to twenty. Oh, I don't. I, I don't think it's almost like you have to buy it from two separate places. Well, I mean, now. that's 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 already happening, mm-hmm. but so. I mean, I guess now it's only multiplayer. So you're saying the worry is that for you would all, have to yeah, do it for just the, to play yeah, just to play everything, the game. yeah, just okay. to play not just game. multiplayer, just to actually. Gotcha. That's why I feel some of these games have multiplayer now that don't d- deserve any, just because <laughs> this, of this is like Diablo three. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's like come on, Mass Effect three. I mean, I heard it's fun, but like, why the fuck does it need multiplayer? To get your galactic readiness better, I think that's I think that's dumb. No, that's come on. They're fucking trying to screw you over. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, basically. I mean, this is this is an attempt to. Well, I mean, you can do. You know, the point of uh, the multiplayer in Mass Effect is to affect your single player, but you can you can do the. That's the video game single player. That's the video game reasoning behind it. The actual economic reason behind is because they're trying to. Slow, they're ramping it up no, slowly but even, at a time. Even if you buy a used Mass Effect, you don't have to play multiplayer to get the same effect. Okay, no, you know, but what I'm saying no, is that the reason it, for it was why tacking out multiplayer was to, to hide the, this, like, you know, buying it brand new over it, buying it's it getting, used. What's going to end up happening is the next game, they're going to up it even more. Yeah, because look, take a look at it. You have Mass Effect 1, right? Comes out. And there's like one DLC for it or two, but like you know, there's no, there's no fee or anything like that. Like, no Cerberus network. So Mass Effect Two comes out, and then you have a ten dollar charge for like DLC, mm-hmm. and um, or it comes free with the game. And then Mass Effect Three comes out, and to play multiplayer, you need this code. Right, but for that game, you don't need multiplayer. No, 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 but to play the multiplayer, you need The concern isn't the current game. The concern is what's going to happen for the next game and the next game. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to keep ramping it up so that you're forced... At the very end of that cliff, you're going to be forced to buy whatever the hell they're forcing you to buy. And it's going to be... When you look at it now, it's going to be... Like, if you were to see the future, you would say, that's fucking unreasonable. But because you ramp it up slowly at a time... You're going to be like, oh, that's okay. Oh, that's all right. We had the same thing happen with the fucking 360. And you got, I don't know if you guys even realize what's happening there, right? Oh, we're paying $50 to play online. Um, so it's reasonable, but the ser- it's for the server costs. Oh, it's, a little, it's reasonable now, even though they're making a profit. Oh, it's still reasonable, even though they're putting on ads. Oh, it's still reasonable because 
because they're, they're, they're putting they raise the price, but they have some sales going on. Eventually, it the was sales never are never reasonable. Yeah, it was never it reasonable. Was that's, why that never, that's why I never. That's why no, no. It, but you still accept it. It's reasonable in that you still accept. I still it. pay but for it then, because I find it for cheaper. I paid thirty five dollars for the cards. No, right, no, but, but like you, you find it have re- to pay. You shouldn't have to pay. The no. first argu- the first argument that should have come into your mind if you were thinking ahead in the future was they're re- the reason they're doing this a little bit at a time and putting up a reason for whatever whatever it is is because they know that in five years time or ten years time they can raise the price to whatever the hell they want and people are gonna people are like sheep. They're gonna go for it. They're not thinking they're not thinking long term. They're thinking immediate gratification. It's it's a ta- it's a very good tactic. It's a very good economic tactic because people still will buy it, and they'll find some sort of justification for it because it's not it's not putting it's it's not putting the carrot so far out that people are like fuck this I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, I mean, so what happens when it does get too expensive and nobody buys it? They shut the service down. They're going to have to, but then they haven't reached that point yet. That's why they're going to keep going a little bit at a time, and the, because you go a little bit at a time. Because you just crank it up slowly, and there's no immediate effect, you're going to you're it becomes almost each step becomes almost imperceptible. Right, but I'm saying like what happens to the consumer at that point because they want the service, but they don't want to pay for it. No, no. So what the there is going to be a threshold, but the yeah, reason the course. the reason they're doing it now this way is because if you ramped it up too high. They would not be getting as much money as they are ramping it slowly. They can because the end point will be higher than if they had just made the cost exorbitantly high to begin with. Sure. So what happens so is that there's people gonna be get a point together, make their own Xbox Live on the internet, hook their three sixties to their computers, and their computers will handle everything else. I mean, that's what they did with the GameCube. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what could probably happen. If it gets too ridiculous, you'll have somebody who'll be like, "Hey, um, I heard about this service online. <laughs> you can basically do it for free, and you play with everybody anyway." Yeah, I mean, but this is why. If um, going back does, to Steam, does Microsoft host the servers, or is it all P to P? Depends on the game. Because if it's if it's P to P, then you know this is an even truer point. What's the point of paying? I, I think I think it depends on the game. I think you're right. Because I know I know but that still. Call of Duty is, is P2P. Um, I mean, cause but if, I knew if, I knew some older games were server based. If the only reason for Xbox Live being there just is for, to connect people. Yeah. To just And then after that there it's not doing anything, then there could you know, you could definitely make your own service. Yeah. But I guess it I guess we're paying for our accounts. You're you're paying for the ability the for that stuff. to happen, right? Because you can't bypass it. Well, unless you were to actually rewrite, unless you were to actually rewrite the 360 hardware, which you probably could. Well, yeah, we'll pray, you know, maybe the people who like you know jailbreak it or whatever. You can once you get that open, you can do whatever you want. But yeah, so who is when you guys play like Halo? Who's setting the server up? I think. Xbox or Bungie, in that case, would gather all the players, and then from that point, it might be P to P. Yeah, I think it's 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 matchmaking. So it's yeah, it's, it is because you have a host. It's it's host. Yeah, it's not. So somebody, so somebody actually physically hosting it. Yeah, you don't. It, there's no room. You don't go to a room like 
Right, there aren't... Uh, yeah, yeah but they pick one guy to be the host yeah. of the game. Yeah, right, basically. but I think what the service is doing is setting it up so that they're so that everybody connects to each other. Yeah. But then after that, after everybody's connected, I don't think it's doing anything. I mean, I guess it would be like regulating in case the host drops out or something. But so like it's running in the background. So what yeah, exactly are you paying for? Well, I mean, well, you know, that's a if 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 you just for argument's sake, let's say that everything is P two P and you're not actually paying for that you're just paying for the connection you would also be paying for your account you'd be paying for all the stuff in the cloud so like your avatar and all the uh dlc and in-game items you bought you're paying for all right so what we're paying for if you had a silver account can you have an avatar yeah and you you and you can still you just can't play right you can't play online and i don't think you can even use the store with the silver account no you can can you yeah all right so it's just playing. <laughs> Can you do uh, voice chat? Uh, I don't think you can. No, you can't do voice chat. No. Yeah. So then, what is what is Silver get you? Silver gets you access to play the games and download DLC. And I guess yeah, all the cloud stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really, the only thing you don't get with Silver is the thing we're arguing that the service doesn't do. <laughs> right? Silver, I mean, gold just lets me play with my friends. That's all that matters. Wow. Right, for, for, for this argument, we're saying that it actually doesn't do that since everything is P2P. Alex, it's the only way I can play with my friends. I don't, we don't play PC. Okay, no, no. <laughs> now, no, and I'm going to bring this up. Let's say Steam makes their own system. Okay. Let's say Steam makes their box. So Steam. The Steam Box 64. Uh-huh. Steam lets you actually see what players are on. I don't pay a fee. Okay. And whatever games come out. So this, the, the, the most beautiful thing about Steam and the, most, the reason why its DRM is completely acceptable. Okay. Why well, I trust well, remember, this. I do this on the PS3 as well. No, I know. PS3, you can do it for free as well. So. But let's say I buy a new computer. Mm-hmm. And the Wii. Uh, the Wii doesn't count. Let's say I buy a new. <laughs> let's say I buy a new computer. In fact, let's say I buy the next Steam system. Okay. Okay. Right. All the games I currently have on my Steam account will automatically go onto that next box. I don't well, have that's... to worry. I don't have to worry about reinstalling anything. I don't have to worry about ownership. All that stuff automatically goes onto that next. Hey, box. no, you have to reinstall I mean, that, it. That... You have to reinstall. It. You have to no, re-download no. it onto your system. I have to re-download it, but I don't have to take out a disc, and I don't have to worry about. Calling a company up and saying, the, ga- the disc will only let me play onto this many systems. I mean, that has to do with backwards compatibility. No, no, but that's part of it. But the other part of it is, we just talked about how the next system, they were going to try screwing you over about how many systems you could do it, and you have to buy a passcode if you buy a used game. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. No, no, continue. We were just talking about this a couple seconds ago, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just yeah. saying that... I mean, uh, you can your your the cloud games you you can still da- like your downloadable content still cra- it stays on your account. It's linked to your account. It's linked right. to your account, but the thing is, because everything is already interfaced online, mm. I don't have any concern about that. It's everything's interfaced online for the 360 and the PS3 as well. No, but the ownership is a little different. Uh, I think the ownership, no, the ownership the ownership goes to the original holder. Even though you sell the game, 
Yeah, no, no. The thing is, like, it's linked. Uh, the for 360, it's it's free. I mean, it's it's open to anybody who signs in on the original box that purchased it. So I have two 360s, and uh, so whenever I buy DLC or anything, um, I go to my brother's first, and then download on his and his 360. So therefore, it's linked to his console ID. So he can. Yeah. So anybody else who uses that 360 can use the games or, or DLC or whatever. And then I come play it on my own 360 because it's linked to my my screen name, my account. So you use you sign in to your account on his 360. Yeah. And then, so it's hooked to two things. It's hooked to the actual physical system and your. Yes, account. it's hooked to two things. So then you can play it on his system or any system that your account is on. Yeah, my my account, like or all my DLC, whatever, I can play mm-hmm. on. Any system, as long as my name is attached. That's to it. that's already Steam. Yeah, no, Steam that's Steam already works. That's like. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's already that's yeah. It's it's done already. The only thing is the physical aspect, like actual discs. Well, I mean, the, and the thing is, the games are already digital on Steam. Yeah. So you know, so all the digital stuff that you're talking so about. So there is no, there are no used. Games. There are no used games. Yeah. I don't, but you don't have to worry about. And I guess the other concern is like how you how useful is that one disc even? What do you mean? I mean, how many? So, I mean, I've sort of. There's almost no need for physical. If they're going to go that route, I almost feel like there's almost no need for physical. Well, I mean, everybody is doing that. I mean, in addition to, I, I mean, they're slowly phasing out physical media. Yeah, I mean, there's whether, some you know, games whether, that actually... Whether it will eventually be dead or not is yet to be seen, but everything is going to support both digital and physical. Yeah, I forgot what game actually launched with uh, with digital at the same time as the actual... I think it was Mass Effect 2. What? I forget which game actually launched that there was a digital download and the actual retail game in stores oh. at the same time. I think it was Mass Effect 2. I mean... You, are you saying the first one to do? No, that? not the first because one, but I know. Of I, games I, do that. I mean, I I'm just saying that they've, it's been done. I forget which one. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to think. I think Mass Effect Two did that. It just it launched day one with the or no Dragon Age Two. One one of those games. One of the Bioware games <clears throat> launched with DLC with uh, with downloadable direct download and also. Right. With How much is a hard drive now for a 360? It's ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I refuse to pay and for it. And it's because it's proprietary. Yeah, and because I, I can't even open it up and put in like a 3.5 in there at least. Like right. I can do for that like, for a PS3, for the... but I can't do that on a fucking right. 360. Because the PS3 just takes laptop hard drive. Yeah. Oh, so you can actually just get a. Oh, so you can get the old. Like well, a... I know. I don't know about the newer ones. I know the older, the fatter ones. I can actually. It's easier to just switch it out. Mm-hmm. You could so you could just put in a you could just put in a hard drive. Yeah, I can put yeah. a hard drive in a bigger hard drive. My friend did that, and I'm actually planning on doing that. Like a three terabyte hard drive or something. Yeah, you can yeah, you can absolutely. do yeah you can definitely do that if it fits. It has to fit in the expensive slot, in the slot. Oh my god! Oh my god! But but it no it, no how much how much is it for a three six like. What's the biggest hard drive they even sell now for a three six? Oh well, the thing is they don't two fifty. Well, it has to be for the older models. You can switch out the hard drives. I don't think you can do that anymore because it's built in now. God, I mean, okay, we're just talking about downloadable media now because you're going to need hard drive space. Yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're going to definitely. I mean, that's need a valid complaint. <laughs> this is a valid complaint now. Yeah. Well, I mean, hard drives are getting really, really cheap. No, I mean, no, no, they, no. They no, no. Get we're not talking about hard drives. We're talking about 360 hard drives. No, What's it was the, re- price the of 250. A 360 hard- the 250 hard uh, drive was, I think. 
$200, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was something ah. obscene. Completely obscene. You can get a two terabyte for like 50 bucks now. Yeah, I know. I know right. you can. Oh, my God. You can get an external two terabyte for like 75 yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why some people mod their systems is so that they can use these much cheaper, much bigger hard drives. Yeah, put to put games on it and play the right. games. But that sort of defeats the purpose of getting a 360. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it almost defeats the purpose of buying a console. The moment you've made it that complicated that you're well, I mean, modding this is, your system. This is actually like a topic I want to talk about separately, but like really the only reason to buy one console over the other now... I mean, I guess controls, but really it's just exclusive games, which really there aren't that many. I don't even know. No, it's not even exclusive games anymore. It's, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be exclusive DLC. I almost don't know if it's even Uh, controls anymore. And what are you even talking about? Call of Duty for 360? Microsoft locked it down for three years. Yeah, but eventually the DLC will be available on other systems. Yeah, a month later. Apparently that's a big big enough deal for some people. Hmm. All right. I mean, but DLC is another example of where they've ramped up, where where it's gotten progressively worse for some. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God, that's yeah. a absolutely. But it's, train. it's gotten progressively worse, and of course, it, it's yeah, progressively worse in like in a manner a matter of like two and <laughs> a half I mean, years. That's, that's it's kind of the same argument as the technology argument because I mean there are people who are just totally abusing the DLC and using it for things that should not be used for, like you know, expanding on a game and on an unfinished game. And making you basically buy, spend more money to play the full game. Whereas there are other people who are using it to well, uh, make patches or like do more creative stuff to add to a finished game. Well, is that is that more of the company, like uh, the game developer's fault, or the you know big parent company? Well, right, who's that's why pushing them similar... to be like, hey, I need this game out. By June twenty eighth, yeah. Like no I said, this what. is the exact same argument, and this is the exact same reason why it's the worry is the the concern isn't for the the side where it promotes, um, it helps the consumer. The problem isn't where it helps the consumer. The problem is that it's drifting the other way of that scale. Well, technology is right? not causing this. I mean, it's no exactly, it's the, and that's it's, no. It's a difference again, between com- big corporate companies buying. It's the corporate company trying to get their dollar. No, no, but this is the exact same argument I had been making before. It's not the technology that's the problem. It's the decisions you decide to do with the technology. No, it's the decisions that the the corporate company wants to do. That's no. It's the exact same. It's big, big business versus you know the little guy. Not always. Well, well, that's what this argument seems like. It's it's driven by what big business wants. Right, but it's not always the big business that wants to do it. I mean, a lot of the times they do, but I mean, it's not impossible to have an indie uh, developer who does want to do you know these outrageously high end games. No, the it's and I mean, I indie game companies sort of have to. The the reason they approach it more towards a consumer friendly aspect is because they need to have that consumer friendly aspect. Well, they that's don't, because they don't have as much money. They don't have fifty, yeah, and they don't have fifty thousand games. They don't or maybe have they're just starting they out too. On. Maybe they're just right. Exactly. Well, so one example is like so. DLC is a great example about how indie companies handle it. It's, um, they give out free DLC, mm-hmm. or they allow modding in their games. And I think Bethesda, the, the creators, are very smart about this right now because they realize that the longevity of the game means that more people will buy the game 
in the long run. Oh, there's yeah. more re- there's there's reasons why you want to have those tools out and you sort of want to stagger the tools a little bit but give them out for free so when you do that people can make whatever quests that they want more people will play that game more people will buy more stuff associated with the game it and it it brings on more of a profit but at the same time it helps the cons- it, like it's good for the consumer <coughs> it doesn't bless you, bless you. Thanks. It doesn't screw Bless the cons- thank you. It doesn't screw the consumer out of the product, as opposed to like buying what was the, what the hell did they do with the horse, <laughs> the horse armor. Yeah, the horse armor. Like that screws the consumer, and they were going to make a lot. Of, they were going to try making a pretty penny out of nothing. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of there's there's DLC that's like that, like unlocking versus mode in Resident Evil Five, which was on the disc. I mean, right, exactly. But th- and this is the difference between a big company and a small company, right? Because the big company sort of looks at again, they have to answer to their shareholders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. This. But again, I mean, it's not impossible for a small company to do the same to have the same tactics as a big company. The reason but again, um the reason a small company doesn't do that is because no, who knows? No, they 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 do that. Everyone's out to get money. <laughs> they are. No. They just the to a problem- scale. Like, you know, they, it doesn't it's not it's crazy. not just that. It's how you approach it in order to make money. It's either making money the very quick way or making money by getting a fan base and having a loyal fan base and and having them follow you to the end. I mean, so, I that's definitely uh, one mentality, but I don't think that that's one that every small company shares. Yeah, or shoots no. for, you know, it they could be finicky, finicky too. Like they could it could they can love you one second and just despise you the next. So they can, but I have heard far less times that that's happened. And if it does happen, the company sinks really fast. Well, I think as opposed to Activision or the EA, simply because they can't, they don't have the resources to make that kind of uh, fallacy. Exactly, because they can't do that. They have to. They're forced to. Right, be but I mean, it, sub- the, they can't. It's not. It's not a matter of if they want to or not. I mean, the, yeah. So, and they're answering to different people. They're answering to themselves. And how long they can make a profit. They want to make a profit over a longer period of time. That kind mm-hmm. of behavior supports more the consumer than, than say, a big company that has to answer more to the, to, the, to the shareholders. Right? That need to make that quick buck right now. If you okay. need to make the quick buck right now, you don't care about your fan base making the gradual amount of money. You need the money now. Like, you need the money yesterday. And so you're gonna sap it dry as quickly as possible because, and you can carry a, you can get a hit out of it because you have several other games in the pipeline to make the ne- to get the next game going, and people will still buy it. And it's sort of an unhealthy. It's a very unhealthy cycle, but it's a cycle that's happening nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, again, that that definitely is a reason. I just don't think it's you know the reason. What do you think is the reason? I don't think there is one reason. Yeah. What do I you mean, think are some other reasons? have different mentalities. I don't think it's because the company's evil. Oh, no. I mean, everybody wants to make money. I mean, that's the point. But I think, you know, doing something one way or another in this argument is based on, you know, if they can afford to make a mistake. I think it also buys them more time for their next game. I mean, that's sort of also the other argument for it, right? If you're if you're a ten person company, 
or a five-person company, and you need to continually sell games over a long over a long period of time, so you have enough capital to make the ne- to also make the next game, and have that longevity. Sure, I mean it is a business. I mean it's it, it's a business first. It's an enter- right. It's the entertainment business, and if you didn't realize, if you don't think of it in those terms, you're going to sink. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with thinking of it as a business. I think the evil comes when you start screwing your consumer. And then your consumer starts asking for more of that, you know, it's not smart. Well, most consumers aren't smart enough to actually, like, <laughs> it's, how many people bitched about Most you? consumers can't say no. How many people bitched about the ending of Mass Effect 3? Yeah, well, you know, most, most gamers are very, you know, feel entitled to things, too. And they have short-term memories. Mm-hmm. They have very short-term memories, so they will buy the next game. They will buy... Mass Effect 4 if it ever comes out they're like oh we didn't really finish this tale we got a whole other three three games we want to do yeah Mass Effect Reach Mass Effect ODST yeah and they will and the consumers will still lap it up at least with Halo they didn't screw anybody well what are you talking about? ODST, ODST is a big yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean the only reason I got that was because my roommate helped me pay for it and so then like and then uh, the CE the anniversary edition is a, it's group people over too <laughs> yeah that was forty dollars forty dollars so and up. and it's uh, and it's to reach basically playing and you're playing reach mm-hmm. for the multiplayer uh, okay at least it's not as bad as Resident Evil 5 having you pay for the multiplayer well it's five dollars for the multiplayer still I mean, it's, it's still, so it's ridiculous, but you know, it's not forty dollars. Ridicu- it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but again, right there, right there is right. That should yeah, be no, it's it's right there, but... it, Angel. Right there is how they get you. It's only five dollars. Oh yeah, no, it's I know. only five. No, it was ridiculous when I first heard. It. I didn't pay for it. I it, no, but it, it's you, dumb. You, but you you've pretty much nailed exactly why people will do it. It sucks, but it's five dollars. No, right? I'm pretty sure there weren't many people who did it anyway. It was, just, it was a shitty idea. Because who the fuck was saying in general? In yeah, general, in ge- it's it still happens. It sucks that I have to pay. It sucks that I have to pay. Well, we, you know, Xbox Live. We just had this conversation. What the hell do you pay for? What so that you can choose who? Like you can be in the list of games that guys you can play because they're not hosting. Or like it. it, it sucks that I have to pay for this day one DLC, but it's part of the game and I need it. Yeah. And and it's cheap enough. That's the thing. Right. It's only two or three bucks. It's only five bucks. It's only ten bucks. It's only fifteen bucks. Yeah, but like also maybe we don't know if it's not going to be like it could be you know five dollar ten dollar DLC, but like it could be like another ten hours added on to the game. It's right. you know that's what it what we're hoping it is. Regardless, but it of ends the up point, being twenty minutes added on. Regardless of what it is, why do you have to pay day one? Because you know, because apparently what they You've say, already paid 60 what bucks. they say You're is paying for a sixty-five dollars. It's sixty-five dollars for a game, and what they say is that yeah, well, you know, they finish the game and they have time to work on, start working on new projects. Okay, that's, while while they're making the disc, while they're so, making disc, you know. So it's sort of a bullshit argument because no, not really. I mean, it makes well, sense. On. It could hold be on. a bullshit argument. There's a reason why they don't sell the game sixty-five dollars and give you all that stuff. Instead, they sell you a game for sixty dollars and say you need to get this next thing for five bucks. Because if you if you look at this price tag, it says sixty-five dollars. You're less inclined to buy it 
rather than say it's sixty bucks. Oh, this other thing I could buy a little later. Hey, look. Oh, look, it's only five bucks for, for Mass Effect you know, Three. Like that day one DLC. Like everyone, like they they believed the bullshit lie they gave them, and then all of a sudden someone hacked it. It was on the disc too. It was on the disc already. Yeah, but there's a reason why you bought the thing. And then they say you have to pay extra to get this other thing. Oh yeah, no, but like, and then everyone was outraged, and then they actually had to come out and give a statement as to why there's day one DLC. And then, and they then kept people, quiet. and then people were like, "Okay, All yeah." Right. They gave in. They f- instead of boycotting the company, they gave in because gamers are sheep. Consumers, not just gamers. There's some consumers that are better than others. Well, there's some people that are better than others. No, no. There's some consumers where things are so expensive that they that they really actively have to think, do I really need this and is this going to be affordable? I mean, you Yeah, but w- since when has not buying something actually worked in a favor for a gamer? When has... it's There's a long-term benefit to it. A long-term. Okay. But people cannot... There's no risk... There's too much risk in the long-term. To cause a large company to collapse and change their ways takes a long time. Yeah, it's going to take way too much if you, time. If you boycott something, maybe your kids will reap the benefits. Yeah. I don't think so. No. And I think if you boycott something, the way as fragile as Activision and EA are, if we were to boycott one of those Call of Duty games, oh my god, well, what, the fu- what the fuck would happen? Well, you know what would happen is they would shut down that studio. That's what happens. Right. But then what would happen I mean, to Activision itself? It would have to readjust. See, that, that no, would be huge. And actually, that might happen with Black Ops too. Th- that's sort of the... Uh, Which again, I actually hope it does. I don't know. With that little helicopter droid, that thing's pretty sweet. I don't Please know. Stop with it. the horse? Stop it. I, haven't, I haven't looked at it. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> but no, this is it. that's exactly the point, right? What happened... But then Call of Duty... I think in terms of Call of Duty, I, I, I'd be very interested to see what happens when one of those, one or two of those games do do flop. You know what? It's it's like Madden now. Like it, I think it's well, it's I mean, it's, so, it's gonna sell no matter what. Oh yeah. Well, it, it it already happened with the music games. I mean, people just got tired of them and they stopped buying them and they you know they stopped making them. And well, they you shut know, that studio down. Music games also got ridiculous. Where like they had a shit ton of DLC. Like more than Call of Duty, like it got you, you, right. But that was all optional. Yeah, it was all optional. But like they had really like super optional. Like they had a very very complete game. So so was the DLC. The DLC is just extra maps. I mean, right, exactly. And like and, and honestly, like but you've like, gotten I'm, I'm you've saying... gotten, it's not like you've gotten less maps over the years. You've gotten more maps on the disc than you have in the past. Like every year, there's I been brought more maps. this up because. We're talking about, you know, what happens if people boycott something. Yeah. And, I mean, that's basically, you know, we, we've done it in the past. And you that, benefited, right? I don't think anyone was boycotting. I think, eh. I think people just got tired of that. That's different than boycotting. It's not like people just went. People stopped buying. No, people didn't stop know. buying it because they, they're like, oh, I feel it's unjust that we have to pay for what about, new fucking okay, Guitar you, Heroes every we year. Brought, we brought this example up, Bethesda, with the DLC. With the horse armor. Well, that was the first what? DLC ever sold. No, I know, but then people were outraged, and so they were. What happened after they that? Were, and basically, it scared Bethesda enough to actually make good DLC, and now they're people are modding the games without any problems. Okay, so they made good DLC. That, that's that's great. Um, nothing came for free. If you want it for free, you have to be even more. You have to push it even harder. It's not. It it doesn't matter. I'm just saying it doesn't matter what you do with with boycotting games. It's not going to change a fucking thing. 
it's it's going to screw it's what's going if they people boycotted miss mass act 3 no one bought it right what would actually happen is it's going to cause ea to be like bioware uh i think we're gonna have to let you go yeah but if you keep on boycotting ea if you keep on boycotting ea for every well you need to see that's the thing you need to drop they're just going to keep dropping studios you can't keep buying Tiger Woods golf. Yeah, no, guys. but what's going to happen is they're going to shut down Tiger. They're going to stop playing, making Tiger Woods, and they're going to stop. It's going to take. It's going to take. You have to voic- see these big companies. You have to boycott every game that comes out. Right. Every game, and then what's going to happen is all those small studios are going to be shut down. And then I mean, eventually. So you're, maybe you're, EA, which are, EA would yeah, have, you know, they'd have to change. Something and then EA would have to business. be like, but like, what's going to happen is that you're going to fuck over the video game industry. Right. <laughs> Which I mean, might not be a you're bad. Shooting yourself, you're shooting yourself. In the you're shooting yourself. You're technically ending, you're shooting yourself. In the, you're gonna which up, might not be a bad thing. Mm. And it depends on how bad you think the video game industry is right now. I mean, if you. I mean, that's such. It's such. A, it would have such a big effect. You can't really say, you know, how the future of the industry would be if that were to happen. You could. Uh, this happened before. It has happened before. We're talking about the Atari. I mean, they—that's what happened. Uh, it yeah, well, essentially see, was that, a boycott. That moment, it was essentially was a boycott because yeah. people got tired of this. Oh shit. no, yeah, of course. But at that point, it wasn't as huge of a market like, as it is now. It was still a very oh, it was, it was big and it was getting and it was getting out of hand. Yeah, no, you're right. It was a significantly large market. Yeah, people no, it didn't was, buy the games. People didn't buy the system. But it's not the same same big deal as it is now. Like. Video gaming now, as compared to what it was in the '80s or '70s, is it's much more mainstream. Not even close. Even regardless of how mainstream it is, there's enough outlets that gaming would still be alive. It wouldn't destroy gaming. And the wor- the concern about the '80s was that gaming was dead in the water. Like that was just de- that form of entertainment was dead. Yeah, no. That's- if something like that was to happen for EA and Activision, if that something was if that some sort of collapse of that magnitude was to happen, it, I don't think it would affect everybody. It would affect the companies that they're funding, like the small companies that they were funding, but a lot of those companies were actually doing so well, doing pretty well until they got bought out by by the larger companies. Well, the- it would also affect um Everybody they're selling their games to, everybody, you know, the consoles they're publishing to. Yeah, it would and affect. That would force. That would force. I mean, I guess the big three. That would force them to make more of their own. Games. Actually, in the end, the only one that was uh, that would win was Nintendo. It, it funny it, enough, it, probably Nintendo that would be what will happens. Come, Nintendo will come out on top. Well, I mean, when and you Sega, might also and then the Dreamcast Two will come out. So let's bring it. <laughs> stop. No, well, here we well, go. Here we go. Ready, guys, to wrap no, well, up everything. Stop buying EA and Activision games, and we can make Dreamcast Two a reality. It might be an in, it might be an interesting experiment. <laughs> an interesting <laughs> experiment, just because I would. I, and my my question would be then, if you were just to, and this was known by everybody to just not buy EA and Activision, those companies drop those smaller companies. I wonder if like Microsoft and Sony would start soaking those up. And then you would have to like. Wouldn't the same thing happen again anyway? Huh? Yeah. Wouldn't it just well, be I mean, a that's the thing. How, is... how much better would they treat? Because I mean, Microsoft's been pretty generous with Bungie, right? Well, that's because they made one of their highest selling games. And yeah, that exactly. They stole and from Apple. So same thing with Gears, though. They've been pretty generous with it. I mean, they're still milking that cow, but. Well, they don't own Epic, do they? 
No, um, that's that's precisely. They no, get, they have a contract with that. Like, like, hey, you can make some games for us. Yeah, but you've they've given them. They still given those companies enough autonomy that they they make the games that they still have to make the games. But it's still there's a separate entity. Yeah, and I think Sony. Uh, I don't know Naughty Dog. I think strictly is. I think they did end up buying them, so they're second. Party yeah, now. they're first uh, party. Really. Yeah, they're they're part of so- if in the end of buying them, they're they're part of Sony. They're part of Sony, yeah. They're, they're first owned by party. Sony. Then, yeah, they're first party. They've been bought out. Second party. Well, would I mean, mean like Sora, Sora, and Project Sora, you know, Sakurai's team. I'm pretty sure they're considered second party, but they only do stuff for Nintendo. Yeah, no, because they're they're, they're basically contracted towards. That's why they're second party. They're, they're not, contracted. Yeah, yeah, so then they can still. Um, they're it's strictly only Nintendo, but they they still work on them amongst themselves. Like they could do other projects if they wanted to. You know, like Retro okay. Studios couldn't go out and make another game for like a. Couldn't but go. here's and here's the big deal about that though. If um, they would be able to find another contract with another company for another game, if Nintendo was to say no more, it wouldn't. They wouldn't fold the company. Yeah. It, because it's contract based. Exactly. To, yeah. Who, no. who are we talking no, about? No, any any company, any any, any second company. party company. Yeah, like uh, when they contracted um, Konami or yeah to do Metroid. Or who or who, who they fuck? Uh, Ninja Theory. Ninja. Yeah. Or Ninja. Was it Ninja Theory? In, was it but if you're a, so if you're a second party company, they can't fold your company. Yeah, you can't. You you're not fucked. <laughs> you have a con- you have a contract out. Essentially, you're outsourcing. That it, it's the outsourcing that you've talked about before. You've outsourced to produce a game, but then when they stop making the game, your company could go around and and say, "I want to make a game for your company," and they're they're autonomous. Yeah, like a grasshopper manufacturer, like they can make right. they can make no more heroes for the Wii, but then they can you know after I guess a certain time they can make it for the other consoles. As opposed to like you know I was talking about Westwood Studios before with EA, like they just fold the company. Mm-hmm. They just buy them out, and they just fold the company. They fire everybody because they own the company. The company no longer exists now because EA says, well, fuck you guys. We don't want you there anymore. It's sort of... um, This is sort of what Disney and Marvel... This is sort of the concern that since Disney bought Marvel... And back to the beginning. Everything comes full circle. If you... The the biggest concern was how much was Disney going to let Marvel do whatever the hell they wanted in terms of the creativity uh-huh. mm-hmm. and the the concern always about a first per, uh, about a first party company like buying a company out and being first party rather than contracting things out is how much autonomy do you really have if the if disney says like Pro- marvel you're not profitable we can just fold you we'll still make those fucking movies but we don't need your comic book company they yeah, they can do it yeah they can do it so like, we're going to eliminate the comic books we have the rights to all your characters and that's it that's all they need they don't need that's the comic books anymore. All they need is the rights to characters. They, they have the backlog well, of everything else anyway. Yeah, they could very well say goodbye. Do that. No more new comics. You're done. And that's a scary, scary thought. And then a million voices were silenced at once. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be a, it's the death of a culture. Then I mean, this is sort of what's happening. It's it's good to have a lot of different ideas. It's a lot of ha- it's good to have a lot of startup companies. You know, and then it's good to promote those little those little gems to come out. I mean, this is how Mass Effect started, right? This is how Call of Duty started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Infinity Infinity Ward being a second party, 
well, and being PC first, and then being and then, second party, and then getting bought by fucking Activision. That's when things got bad. That's eh. when things got. But that's when things got ridiculous. No, no, things got ridiculous after Call of Duty Four when it fucking blew up. When it went against Halo and beat Halo. I think it. <sighs> At that point, that's when. When the because because you know when Call of Duty Four came out and, yeah, yeah. Call, Call of Duty Four came out came out in November and Halo Three came out in September and then Call of Duty Four just took the ball and ran with it and that's all she wrote and then that that franchise was raped and pillaged and murdered by itself because it's edgy and dark by itself yeah well I mean it has to come out every year and it's just been driven to the ground. It's because Activision pushed it to come out every year. Well, well, actually, before that, it was coming out every year, right? No, no, because Call of Duty 3 came out, I think. It start, um Well, Call of well, Duty 2 the, came out 2006 when the console launched, when 360 launched. I mean, because Treyarch came. I mean, and then they, gave, they licensed it out to Treyarch to make their game because they wanted to come out with a, a game a year. Okay. And then Call of Duty 4 came out, and then Black Ops came out. Well, no. Oh, World at War. World at War came out, and then Modern Warfare 2 came out, and then... Black Ops. Black Ops came out, and then Modern Warfare 3, 3 came out, and now then Black Ops 2 is coming out. And How many wars do we need, guys? Well, at least you got out of World War 2. I mean, yeah, how many times they're going to go into many, space soon. Yeah, how many I mean, times... They already did, they already did go no, into space. No, it's, it's just futuristic now, so... Yeah. I mean, I, I was joking about it a few podcasts ago, but I mean, you have to go backwards in time now. Call of Duty Medieval Warfare. No, Revolutionary War. called Skyrim. Ah, that's true. Where I mean, where else is game, again? Where else is gaming going? Where else can it go? You know who the most original people are? We've done everything. Gaming is dead. You know who the? This is going to sound really fanboyish. You know who the most original people are? Ends up being Nintendo. Are you see, uh, no, no, no. It's the same game with a couple new d- gimmicks added on into it. Which is yeah. what? Which is make well mm. sometimes. Which most would, of the, I mean, there, majority there are of everything. New ideas, yeah, they're new ideas. Yeah, but, new it's ideas, still but they definitely do milk their. It's they do. The shit, which, it's it's so nostalgia driven. Yeah, which makes it sad. Which makes that comment very sad. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with I'm because not, I mean, like, condoning. I love Zelda. It's the same it, game over and over again. It's the same game over and over again. No, I completely agree with you. Okay, but, uh, but I so love it to death. I will fight anybody. I may even murder a man. <laughs> but <laughs> it is I, the same it, game over and over again. It is, and that's where it, it's very much nostalgia driven. It's sad to the point that right now, that's what's happening, right? Even with Skyrim. When I look, uh, you know, I look back, uh, was watching videos of Morrowind and Daggerfall, and uh, it was like the same fucking game. It was the same game since the second game. <laughs> but I mean, going going back a while, that has nothing to do with technology. That's just about people's stale creativity. Yeah, that's right the, that's developers. That's them. That's their what their their lack of vision does. It's still and. The technology isn't really helping it. Yeah, I mean, eh, it isn't hurting. It isn't hurting. But like you know, Uncharted it isn't the same hurting thing. It, but it's Uncharted is the same new. game. It, you know, it, it's, it's it's bringing it's bringing new options, but it's up to the creativity of the individual to use those options. Well, I, again, the 
And I wonder if it's really going, again, do they really need, it's not so much do they really need so many options as much as it's a really, they have so many different directions that they can go. And, you know, Adam, you're a game developer and you have a lot of ideas. You have a lot, you have several ideas and, and so forth. I almost feel like you're almost hamstringing yourself by just looking at games. I mean, you made that joke on Facebook about like, you, you know, I said, go read a book. And you're like, if it's a Mass Effect book, you'll read it. And I almost feel like, I, man, I wish these guys read something. So, like, taking inspiration from other things. Or just taking ideas from other things and making them into games. Like, hey, Dante's Inferno. It's, but, like, the problem with Dante's Inferno was sort of like, they just took the premise of Dante. I don't even know what it's the like, game is It's about. like somebody... Did this, somebody actually so it's read like, Dante's it's, Inferno? It's Dante's Inferno. It has like a little bit of uh, some of the uh, like some of the, the story. Yeah, some of the like the the cantos are, are they called? Or yeah. yeah, okay, some of that like in between the games. But like what Dante's Inferno is is actually someone reading the summary on Wikipedia, typed up by someone who read the cliff notes <laughs> in the book. That's what Dante's Inferno awesome. is. Sounds like fun. But then, and I mean, then the developer's know, going, hey, I want to build off of that. That's Mia, No one Mia ever Moda read the original books. For, Miyamoto is famous for making games from his life. But you had games like Pikmin come out. That's yeah, since when did he fucking game. have a Honey, I Shot the Kids moment? No, but I think Miyamoto, like... Miyamoto and... Who was that? The guy who did... But even Okami is sort of a copy of... Uh, of other uh, of like Zelda That's and then like isn't it built based well, I mean, off of like uh, Chinese mythology or something like that well, or no, something. yeah but I mean so if you um, it's almost like if you could take some other ideas and make a game I mean I mean you have uh, God of War based off the uh, the mythologies of the Greeks no but are, it's sort of it's, it's still an action game I mean you have I think like one of the greatest ideas that came out was uh, Spore was a fantastic idea and it wasn't just because the guy made this it wasn't just because Will Wright made the Sims I mean, obviously, this guy knew a little bit about evolution. He knew about the mechanics of evolution and how it worked and how he probably looked into how social structures were made and there's other inspirations that came into it. There's no other game like Spore. The closest thing would be The Sims, and it's not close to The Sims. Yeah, but, like, uh, isn't the fact that it it was such a big idea, it was probably popular only because he made The Sims? Like, if some random douchebag came out to you, like, hey, this is my brand new game, it's called Spore, you take a tiny organism, you can build it into anything, like, would it still have the same appeal? It wouldn't have sold, it would it would have been more of an indie game. Yeah, it would have been real, more. And in fact, what probably killed it was the was the DRM, which is another that's another issue altogether. But EA essentially killed the game. You had to be logged online. Well, it wasn't a particularly good game, was it? I think it was a decent enough game, but like I didn't even touch it because you had to be online twenty four seven, and if you weren't on within a twenty four hour period, so let's say your internet was down and they couldn't check your your system. Um, it would automatically shut down the game. Huh. It, it was some ridiculous shit like that. I think the um, its biggest thing was the char- like the the thing everybody loved about it was the character creation. But then those other aspects, Absolutely. and it's not it's you know I give the guy credit even if it wasn't quote unquote a great game, the guy went out there and did something like completely crazy. Yeah. No. Like and. and- but like I mean, like we're talking like, about set. We're talking about like settings of games. Like Alan Wake is a great idea for it's a. It's not a great game per se, mm. probably. But isn't isn't that the same like type of a game of like Silent Hill? 
I thought it was a different. I mean, because the premise is a little bit different. If, if a I, little, bit. I thought I thought it was like, like a little know, bit like Silent it. Hillish. It's, I never played it's the same. It's the same general genre. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. fuck it. Survival then. horror. Oh, yeah. It's survival horror. Like it's actually more action based. It's almost. I like, sort of want to see like. But like you know, they have games like Little Big Planet. That seems original, where people get the yeah. shit. Yep. Well, no, I mean the level creation and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's original. Whatever. Well, it's it's it's. I it's, would love to it's see. It's hard. Would... You need people who are. You need those original, like really good developers, and it's they're hard to find. I I would love to see a game like based on something like American Gods or like Neil, you know, some of Neil Gaiman's. Well, they should start doing stuff like like movies. Like, hey, look, um, like a company should be like, hey, look, I'll I'll produce this fucking huge blockbuster for you. But let me do this side project on the side. Let me do this like little thing that I've been trying to get published. You know, like they do with movies. Like, hey, I'll, I'll make, I'll star like an actor and be like, I'll star in your sh- your grand, you know, Avengers. But let me do some little indie film as well. I mean, only if I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Angel. Ugh. What? Emails. Emails. Uh, emails. We'll do the emails next there time. There it is. We should do it next time. Do you want yeah, to? let's do it next time. Yeah. I we, mean, we've got some from... Jesus Christ, we've been talking for two seven. and a half hours. Yeah, it's talking two and a half hours. Yeah, man, and, this is a good and one. And I'm pretty sure, you know, they've wanted... It's not a good one. It's actually pretty boring. But, um... <laughs> it's... It, for some reason, we're talking about, like, you know, business for a long time, so... Talking about a lot We're going to have a lot, a lot of people fall asleep in this one. Remember, our... Target, I think the business stuff audience. is actually in, like. Well, it's interesting, aspect. yeah. To us older people, to, to our twelve-year-old listeners, I don't think they care. <laughs> well, no, it'd be, I think it'd be interesting to know, like you know, this is why things are happening. Look, uh, you know, this is stuff I didn't know was happening when I was eighteen or seventeen. Yeah, of course, 17, but, eighteen, and it'd be something I wish I knew at the time. Well, you know, we all wish we knew things or we did more things back when we were younger. Like I wish I was more involved in. Uh, in my future, when I was younger, but like you know, the only thing I cared about was women and parting. So, <laughs> well, that worked out Sorry, for you. I'm, I'm, I'm reading some. But like, uh, so let me summarize the entire podcast, listeners. It's basically, don't buy anything from EA or Activision, so we can have a Dreamcast too. You know, you want it. Let it happen. Just make it happen. God, Nick and Matt are gonna fucking make fun of us next week. They're make fun, they were gonna make they make fun of they were make fun of us for anything. So Nick also isn't that funny. Yes, I've said it. Oh, Nick. Wow. Poor Nick. I think Nick is funny sometimes, but those puns get really stupid. I like I, I like Nick. I like you and your comedic genius. We should change the title of the podcast to Zelda working title behind your. Back. Ooh, wow. You so thought we, we said shit about me. It's okay. I love Nick. <laughs> and technically, he's not behind his back because he just listened to this episode. It's in his ears. Well, yeah. he has to shave that porn stash of his. Is it, it's shaved now, I don't right? No, it's pretty, fan- pretty fantastic. I, I, think. I think it's. It, 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 I think his girlfriend's more manly than he is. Wow. Ouch. Jesus. Tell me how you really Ouch. feel. No, she <laughs> killed a spider or something, and he was like freaking out. Well, that's what is, just wh- talking about Nick's masculinity, yeah. not about his yeah, girlfriend's. His no, girlfriend. it's just, yeah, I'm making fun of Nick, not his girlfriend. His girlfriend's pretty awesome, probably. <laughs> Nick. Nick, Nick himself. Mm. Oh. All right. Do you guys want to do emails? No, we'll do next week, week with uh, yeah. the whole cast. All right. We've got quite a few, so 
It's good. Keep them coming, guys. Yeah, please. Uh, we promise. Contact us at our board, tinyurl.com slash working title or ztpsocialboard.proboards.com. Email us at wtpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at ZeldaWTPodcast. Become a fan on Facebook at Zelda Working Title Podcast. Um, add us to your Google Plus circles at Zelda Working Title Podcast. Add the page, not the individual account that we can't do anything on anymore. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash user slash Zelda WT podcast and rate us on iTunes. Give us a million stars. I've noticed that we've gotten some more recent ratings and they've all been five stars. So good job guys. Thank you. Keep it coming. Yes. Is that, our, uh, um, is that, um, what's his face? Noah Harned doing his, no, Noah, I, Noah, I think he wrote like one of the first reviews actually. Is he still even listening? I don't know. Noah Harned, Noah? are you still listening? Are you still alive? Like we need to, we need to hear from you, Noah. I think, I think he left touch. us behind once they, he was able to go on Zelda Universe. Bastards! Wow, they're still uh, well. They're assholes. <laughs> All right, so two and a half hours. Look, I, think I like I think Nick that's better than I like podcast. Zelda Universe. <laughs> Zelda, that's a compliment. There you right? go, Nick. Nick, you're number one of his heart. If yeah. Zelda Universe is the only thing I like, out of out of two. All right. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Angel. We will see you guys next week. See ya.